What's poppin' internet? Welcome to another episode of the Synced Up Podcast, the show where we talk about news, games, and sandwich a little fun in between. Joining me this week is number one Nintendo fan and whisperer during the intro. You know they can hear that, right? They couldn't hear that at no, all. No, they definitely can hear that. No. Oh, I'm Timothy DeRoe, by the way, but y'all know that. Michael Clare. Hi. Um, How you doing on this fine Sunday? I'm doing I'm doing great. I can only hear out of um, one ear. One ear, yeah. Because um, you're going deaf now? Yeah. And they don't make headphones for one-eared people. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess Those, that's true. The original 360 headphones were one ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the voice you just heard is <laughs> the one, the only manager of the social media profile on Twitter. Uh, Chance Rayner. Chance Rayner, how you doing, man? Hello. You, I'm doing great. You joined us on the Game Awards stream. That's that was true. fun. You can find that nowhere. Yeah, the, I didn't save the VOD. The VOD doesn't <laughs> exist anywhere. There were some good reactions on there, too. I wish we had those clips. I was so excited to be like, oh, let's go watch the Sephiroth, or the yeah. Sephiroth trailer. And the, yeah. yeah, it didn't exist. Because oh. our, our reaction to that was pretty intense. But today, we're going to talk about Kentucky Fried Chicken joining the console race, Arc System Amen. Works, new fighting game, um, uh, Among Us breaks some records. And if you stay tuned to the back half of the show, we're going to run through this very quickly because um, there's not much. We do got some reader mail and stuff in there. We're going to skip the game this week, and this week in gaming is pretty... Geeks mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go pretty quickly. In the back half of the show, me, Mike, and Chance are going to go through our personal top 10 games for 2020. Sure. Um, and there's some fire lists, if you ask me. But before we get into that, a little bit of housekeeping for you. If you listen to the audio version of the show, and you would like to put some faces to some voices, except for Chance, because he's in the Discord call. You can go over to YouTube.com slash Synced Up Podcast and subscribe to the YouTube feed there, where you can also find other shows. We do impressions videos over there every once in a while. There hasn't been one in a minute because no games are coming out. There ain't no games. But we do do those every once in a while. We try to do one in between every episode. If like, we like, can. Like I said, nothing's coming out, so we haven't done yeah. that. So you can go like, subscribe, do all that stuff over there. But if you don't want to put any faces to any voices because you think we look stupid, um, kind of like you know, we think that as well. It's true. You, you can go over to the audio, any audio feed that you listen to. If if you can't find it in your favorite audio feed, email me, or, te- or you know, DM me, or do something. How would they have found? So are you saying are like you if you're on they YouTube, have two audio feeds, and they're like, today I'm going to use my second favorite audio feed. No, but found like, us. If and you're like, I wish these guys were in my first favorite <laughs> audio if, feed. Like I'm saying, like if you're on YouTube and you're like, I'm going to transition to your audio feed, or you you are a good Samaritan and you're just going to check what you would normally listen to mm-hmm. in your audio feed and you don't find us there, just let okay. us know that we're not there. Okay. But look up Synced Up Podcast in your favorite audio feed and we'll most likely be there. Look for the blue and white logo and you can find us. And also new episodes go up in those feeds at 7 a.m. Central Time Zone Gang. Gang on Monday. So you usually put the Monday before that, but I'm all I'm off, I'm off my game today yeah. because there was some shit that happened before the show, man. 30 minutes of technical difficulties, and we didn't learn a damn thing. And I don't know how I fixed it. Like I don't know what was broken, what I fixed, no Unplugged clue. Unplugged everything, plugged everything back in. Yeah, but no you sense. can also write into the show at Synced Up Pod to have any questions, comments, concerns, games, anything you have read on the show or not. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be read on the show. You can just email me and give us some praise or shit on us. I'll read that, too. Mm. I won't be happy about that, but I'll read it. I'll be and happy also, about it. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Synced Up Pod to keep up to date with all of our content um, and you can follow our personal Twitters at Timothy Duro and mm-hmm. at the Coast is Claire that are linked on those Twitters. Um, but let's get right into the show. So the KF console is real and it boasts one big advantage over the PS5 and Xbox Series X. This is by Adam at Tech Radar. I'm not that last name. Ooh, uh, sorry. Sorry, Adam. Approved by Colonel Sanders himself, the KF console is here and it finally solves a problem that literally no one cared about until now. How to keep your chicken warm while gaming. I've been talking about this for years. 
The KF console, created in partnership with PC hardware manufacturer Cooler Master, promises to shake up the console war like a big bag full of 11 herbs and spices with its built-in chicken chamber, a world's first. It means that the days of stomaching lukewarm poultry or suffering through a slightly cold mm -hmm. piece of thigh are thankfully over, and God it's bless. about time. The KFC console was first teased back in June and caused more commotion on social media than a fox entering a chicken coop. Demand, strangely, was high for a console from the long-running fast food chain, and well, here it is. The KF console is designed to keep your freshly purchased food piping hot as you frag foes online, something with which the PS5 and Xbox Series X simply can't do, and we wouldn't advise trying either. <laughs> Honestly, the Xbox Series X might be able to do it. I am about to say, the PS4 could have. <laughs> you, you, you throw a chicken on that hook, it, it might stay hot for a good long while. Mm -hmm. The custom-built cooling system extracts system heat around the outside of the chicken chamber so the hardware stays suitably cool and your chicken stays warm. Um... Does this cook your chicken, or is it just warm? No, it just warms it. Okay, because I was like, we're not to that technology. <laughs> yeah, yet. we can't cook in our. That's consoles. next gen. Yeah, the bargain bucket shaped machine is also capable of chewing through the latest games too. While the specs are still firmly under wraps, the console promises to have top end Intel CPU uh, inside of it, an Asus hot swappable mini GPU, and an NVMe one terabyte SSD from Seagate. It means that the KFC console can run Crisis and even Cyberpunk 2077 bugs and all. As well as I love you, Colonel Sanders, a finger looking good dating simulator, and an impressive 4K 240 FPS. That's what we've been needing. 100%, dude. I can't wait. Suspiciously, the console doesn't have a release date, price, or any nailed on technical specifications to share yet, although it does have a website. Nevertheless, we're crossing our fingers that the Colonel delivers a consumer ready product in the near future, as we're unsure whether a heated chicken chamber would pass health and safety regulations. Um, wow. I've been a champion for this for a while. You know me. I like my chicken. Yeah. Canes. Yeah. Chicken we, Express. We chicken today. Slims. Um, the list goes on. On cue now. I think we all partook in chicken. Chance, did you eat chicken today? T chicken today? No. I didn't when was the last time you today. ate chicken? Yesterday? No. Last time I ate chicken was probably like a week ago. You're Man, slacking. Slacking. Where, oh. Where's your go-to chicken place down there? Yeah. Uh, Canes. Okay, respect. Okay, that's respect. Yeah. Okay. Get that butter on both sides, you know. So tea. how much would you be I mean, did we get a price number on here? No, there's no okay. price. Okay. There I, I think since this article was out, the price number was announced. I think. Or I uh, uh, donkey no, lied. There, to there's me. a there's a there's like a people are speculating. Like donkey two, said like, two thousand dollars. Yeah, people are speculating two thousand dollars. But okay. there's no Would you pay? Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> If you okay, I don't need chicken that bad. Listen, you, I'll just go if you don't have your PC, any of your consoles, do you consider this? No. Why not, dude? Come on. If I don't have a PC or any consoles, like I'm not in this world, so I'm not looking at KFC consoles. <laughs> but what if you're really in the chicken? Like, I'm in the chicken. Balance okay. there. Because for me personally, yeah, I just don't like waiting on things. So I don't want to like put my chicken. Like, I'm just gonna eat the chicken. Like, it's not gonna get cold. I do agree. Practicality wise. <laughs> This, this is no pretty sense. low because, yeah, I agree. I don't want chicken fingers on my Xbox controller yeah. or whatever I'm playing with. Exactly. And this this will get your greasy paws on everything. 100%. So, um, and uh, why are you not just eating your chicken? Like, why is it left unfinished? And if it's left unfinished, why are you keeping it in your console? Just maybe it's it a long fridge. session. Where did, you know? where did the grease go that, in the console? Yeah. See, I don't know. About the There's juices? a lot of questions here. I need to see this thing in use. Yeah, you know, too. and I assume some, some big um, influencer is going to get their hands on it. Um, let's let's try to get our hands on. We should. Let's reach out to let's reach out to the colonel and see what he has to say. I'm pretty sure he'll team up. Yeah, we'll have to pre we'll have to pretend. We'll have to put a mask on because I don't think they'll send us one. I don't just know. Just us. Just us. We'll Why have not? to be like we work. For I didn't even list KFC on my list of chicken places, so maybe not. I don't <laughs> yeah. think we're looking good. My uncle works at Nintendo. Can you send me a console? 
Yeah, well, get excited for the KFC console, I guess. I don't know. This thing is so weird. I mean, when it comes out, it'll make news for like a week, and then we'll talk about it on here, and then it'll just disappear into nothingness. It'll be a relic of time. It'll be a relic of time. Um, but until then, I guess you got a new Arc System Works fighting game to look forward to. Um, we have a trailer for that. There's no real news. Jordan, if you could show us the trailer. Um, there's no real news around it because, Dude. like, it's just there's just nothing it, but. arc system and revitalizing dead franchises man name a better duo yeah i know they're, they're, they're besides iconic. dragon ball there's a little 50 second trailer here play this play this what's it called again dungeons uh dn dnf what's the actual i don't know fight i don't know For my ears. Yeah. yeah turn it down my ears are bleeding thank you <laughs> i mean in classic arc system, you know, fashion. It, it looks, looks great. Good. Yeah. It does look pretty good. Like, I... This is something I casually try for, like, an hour or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, DNF Duel. That's what it is. Yeah. I, don't um, know. I guess it's, like, some RPG from back in the day. Yeah. Something from 20 years old. It, yeah. Dungeon and classic. Fighters is, I think, the original title of the game. Obviously, we're ill-experienced in this... Um, you Wolf. know this this game mm -hmm. or this franchise. Uh, we do know Arc System works though. Arc System does make good games though. Dragon Ball makes, Fighters makes really good good fighting games. Blaze Blue. Mm-hmm. Those guys. So, um, good for them. Guilty Another game? L for the the guys trying to get a Naruto fighting game. That's actually good. Yeah, that's not coming. So, I mean, anything these guys touch will probably be good. Yeah. So yeah, I'm shocked they're not true. getting bigger franchises. Mm -hmm. oh. I wish there was more to say about this. Just a trailer though. That's all we really have. Mm -hmm. They they haven't really dropped any info. No release dates. No news. Other, other related news. Just Would the you play name. This? No. Damn, I would not. Chance, what about you? Have, uh, no, definitely okay. not. But have they talked about like operating system? Like how how nope. where are you gonna buy the games from? Nope, no release date, no no platforms, nothing, nothing. Just the trailer. Just a little teaser trailer all for right. you. <laughs> but we had to show it because it's Arc System Works and they made yeah, and pretty big games. That was like all that there was this week. Yeah, but there is one more news story this week. A wholesome news story. Yeah, a yeah. really cool news story. Honestly, really cool. Nearly half a billion users played Among Us in November. That's so many tasks left undone. This is by Mitchell Clark at The Verge. With roughly half a billion people reportedly playing it in November, Among Us has the most monthly players for a mobile game ever, beating giants like Pokemon Go, Candy Crush Saga, and Candy Crush Saga, according to Nielsen Superdata. There's my burp. This game is by far the most popular game ever in terms of monthly players. The sex, is, the sex, the sex <laughs> is even more remarkable. Well, the success is even more remarkable because Innersloth, the company that makes Among Us, only has four employees. That's roughly 125 million players per person who works on the game. Jesus. It's proven to be so popular that the studio decided to cancel a sequel that was in the works and just put all its efforts into improving the original. It even caught the attention of sitting Congresswoman AOC, who li live streamed herself playing it to try to encourage people to vote with an audience on Twitch that peaked over 400,000 viewers. In an email to The Verge, Carter Rogers, principal analyst at Superdata, said that the next most popular game in terms of monthly active users only clocked in at 300 million. That's a 200 million uh, gap there. Jeez. Rogers notes that Nielsen arrives at its figures through a mix of point of sale and event data from publishers, developers, and payment service pro providers. Among Us, re Among Us release uh, on the Nintendo Switch was recent enough that it didn't have an appreciable impact on the game's total numbers in Nielsen's analysis. That's important to note because it hasn't dropped on Xbox either. So yeah. you imagine this uh, kind of skyrockets it. The fact that Among Us had 500 million players shows the outstanding reach you can get by making a free game that runs on mobile devices. According to Superdata, only 3% of those 500 million players were playing on the PC version. That's crazy. Jeez. To put that number in perspective, Cyberpunk 2077 is one of the most hyped AAA game launches we've seen in a long time, and it sold 13 million copies this month. 
Of course, there's a large price difference between game, uh, the games Among Us is free on mobile and 5 bucks on PC, but it shows that the audience of mobile games is much larger than other pro platforms. Intersloth is working to ensure that Among Us has some staying power by continuing to add new con content to it, like the airship map with new tasks that's being added earlier ne early next year, which I can't wait for, by the way. I'm Me too. Excited I'm excited. This is, this is crazy. Um, the, especially the 3%. Number, yeah. That PC is only three percent of this yeah, number. Ninety-seven percent is on. Because when you when you, I wonder what the percent. Obviously, it's going to be like a hundred percent for streamers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's just crazy to me that when you watch it, it's all on PC. All on PC. But everybody plays on mobile. On mobile, because it's just free, man. Yeah, but it's so crazy. Like I bet a large subsect of like Fortnite players are on mobile too. That'd be an interesting statistic. Get, yeah, I wish we could get that statistic. I'm, I'm sure a majority of it has. We to be played console. Among Us on mobile. Yeah, yeah. but uh, for Fortnite though. Yeah, I I'm, don't know. I'm sure it's all console. Yeah, because it came out on I'm console majority. first. Who knows? Who knows? But you do have the spring release of the console version of... Well, it's on Switch right now, but for like Xbox and PlayStation for Among mm -hmm. Us, that's going to expand it. I know we're going to start playing again because we can get everybody in the Xbox party. Yeah. And that's when crossplay... When ship drops, I'm sure we'll all play. Yeah, that's when crossplay comes out, which is going to be nice. You going to be playing, Chance? I'm going to be playing with y'all. Yeah, of course. Uh, coming on Game Pass, so it's going to be... Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Get it we, on Game we Pass. We need a... We, if we can get enough people, we need to arrange like a synced up. Yeah, because we can get we can get me, you, uh, Jordan can get in there. We can get Chance in there, Isaiah in there, um, um, and then Tanner and Trey. I Tanner and Trey, and then you know some of the fans. I know Taylor Sanders has a oh, Xbox. Yeah. He he wants to he, he wants, wants to play, play Roco. Yeah, um, Andy, Andy, yeah, Andy. Yeah, uh, he he's a PlayStation guy, but he might I can't remember if he has an old Xbox. Yeah, but it's crossplay, I think so. If it is, then that'd be great. Yeah. So we we could probably get a whole lobby going. We could get cool. a whole lobby going with with Game Pass. Oof, that gets me excited. I know. But yeah, that's a that like broke all the records. Five hundred million. That's people. crazy when you think about how many people are on this earth and how many people were playing among us. Yeah, at once, active users, and then the next spot being at three hundred million. What like, what was the next one? I'm is pretty it sure it's Pokemon Go. No, Pokemon Go is at like one hundred eighty. Three hundred million. I'm pretty sure it's Candy Crush. Oh. That makes me sad. I'm like ninety percent sure it's Candy Crush. Man. There's no way I can confirm that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was me for like two a little, days. A little bit. Clash of Clans? No, uh, Candy Crush. I, I know, did, but I did play. Clash of Clans probably got up there for a while, but that was still when the, the mobile market was like growing. Yeah. Right? In November, yeah, Clash of Clans? No way. No way. I don't believe it. Oh, you're talking about this November? Yeah. Because that's what oh, these numbers are from. These numbers oh. are from November. Oh, wait. Most, well, I no, guess, it's I saying guess most monthly record. players for a mobile game ever. Yeah. In, not just in November. Million. I bet it's Candy Crush, dude. For what? 300? Yeah, for that 300 million. It probably. I don't know, man. Pokemon Go Summer 2016? I'm pretty sure Pokemon June? Go peaked at like 181 million. Maybe. That number is sticking out to me. 181 million. But it, Pokemon Go is still climbing. It is. Sales it's and popping. Stuff. It's popping off. Mobile, mobile gaming. Do you... Are you for it? I'm not against it. Like Diablo Immortals. Uh, I'm not going to play that. Why not? Well, one, it's it doesn't look good. Two, yeah, I don't really play mobile games, and and three, I mean, I just I just don't. There's not a third. I don't. I just said three because typically things are in threes. In threes, yeah. No, I just I'm not gonna play that. Okay, That's but fine. I like I'll play Among Us, and I play games like Florence, obviously, my top fifty of all time right there. It's a good game. Yeah, two bucks. If you have if you have any sort of mobile device and you haven't played Florence, do it. It's good. No. Um, you know, good old classics, Clash Clans, Smash Hit. Remember Smash Hit? Smash Hit. No. Yeah. No. Temple Run. No. Smash it with a little marble you threw? No. To break the glass? Nothing? No. Wow. I had the the flick the um the paper ball on the Paper toss. Can. Paper toss. That's yep. a good one. Clash uh, Temple uh, Run's a classic. Temple, Temple Run, run. Yep. yes. Subway Surfers. Come on, man. Speaking yep. of 
Speaking of Subway Surfers, oh yeah, one of the few games in This Week in Gaming. Let's go ahead and transition. That's it for the news this week. What is which, this segment? Which sucks. I'll tell you in a second. Oh, okay. Because I like talking about news, but it's also good because we're going to talk about a lot of games in the back half of this show, yeah. and I'm glad we yeah. got to run through it really quickly. But Boys this next correct. section of the podcast um, is called This Week in Gaming, and it's mm-hmm. a section of the podcast where we go over the historical releases, and you guessed it, This Week in Gaming, and wow. we want to talk about a non-historical fucking week. Okay, December 27th. <laughs> Nothing. December 28th? Nothing. Subjectively. December 29th? Subjectively. Yeah, this is subjective. Nothing. December 30th? Nothing. Your December favorite 30th, game might have came out in those days. I highly doubt it. December 31st? Diablo in 1996. That's a big one. <laughs> that is a big one. I didn't realize that came out on the 31st That's of December. That's crazy that we've already game. talked about both the games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, 1996, that's a good game, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Diablo 2 is better. But Starting whatever. off the year strong on January 1st. January 1st, off. also nothing. And then January 2nd, you had Subway Surfers in 2013. So <laughs> that was the historical releases. What a banging week, man. For this, uh, for this week in gaming. I think we told the game devs out there last week that... Uh, they got to step it up? Yeah, that last week was yeah. a good week to be... New. You have a yearly highlight on our show if you just release this, a game. This week's the way to go. Mm-hmm. 100%. Nothing. I mean, and I didn't really... I played a little bit of Diablo 1, but it's old, and I was born two years after it came out, so didn't really play that. played a, sh- a ton of uh, Subway servers, though. Yeah, I did, too. That's a classic. You know, everybody claims to have had the record at some point. Noah did. I've seen it. Sure. Oh, I, no, I did. I, sure, I've sure literally seen it. He's mm-hmm. on the top of the leaderboards. Mm. His score was, like, ridiculously high. He, was, he played Subway servers for, like, three months rigorously, like, every day. You and know, he, we all have our peaks. Yeah, we peak somewhere. Um, this next part we would normally play a game, but we're gonna skip it this week because we have um a lot of stuff to talk about in the back half. But we do have a little bit of reader mail that we're gonna get into. Um, mail time. Chance didn't write in this week because he's slacking. What a what a whatever. bum bum. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also get your questions uh, read as well on the show by sending an email into synctopod at gmail dot com, just like Taylor Sanders did this week, and he says, "Thanks for answering my question last week, which was." Do you guys play Rogue Company? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, I went ahead and skipped to the most recent episode. Um, we were talking shit on him because he was far behind. And we, we let him uh, get in the giveaway. Anyway. Yeah. Which, by the way, I will say. Oh, this is cool. I should have talked about it at the beginning of the show. Yeah. So the giveaway was won by Fielding Dahmer. The turtle. Congratulations. Um, Fielding Dahmer, you know from, yeah, the turtle class in Warzone who got a win. And then we shit talked him. And then it turns out he had tweeted us a video of it days before. <laughs> Sorry, Fielding. Um, and he won. And originally, he wanted Forza Horizon 4 Ultimate Edition. And that's what he was going to do. Um, and I didn't get back to him immediately because I have a day job and I was busy. How dare you? And, but roughly like 20 minutes later, I guess he had some sort of interaction with Spencer at some point, which I imagine is the one in the YouTube comments um, the other day. Um, he messaged me again and he said, actually, give me the standard edition of Forza Horizon 4 and then use the other half, the 30 bucks, to get... Spencer, whatever he wants, right? So I, I emailed back and forth. And uh, yeah, so Fielding Dahmer ended up winning Forza Horizon 4 Standard Edition. Congratulations. That's a good game. We've all played it. Chance, you played it, right? Did you play it? I love Forza 4. Yeah, it's so good. So good. Um, and then uh, Spencer decided to pick up Outer Wilds, which I know you have played, Chance. Um, oh. And that, superb. What an amazing game. I yeah. Know, so good. Superb pick. Yeah, and uh, so, Spencer, get back. Uh, whenever you play Outer Wilds, you should try to play it sooner rather than later because I would like to get your thoughts on it. Um, and I hope you have Me a lot too. of fun with that game, and I hope you have a lot of fun fielding with Forza Horizon 4. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in that. But back to uh, Taylor's question. Sorry that we so rudely interrupted you. Um, he skipped to the most recent episode. Anyways, what's your favorite rogue in Rogue Company? Mine is Phantom. 
um, and any good strategies that I should know about. P.S. We should link up and play sometime. We might take you up on that because we usually have three guys and we might need a fourth. I'm sitting this question out. Yeah, so um, my favorite rogue in Rogue Company um, is Dahlia. I prefer to play the support type of role. Um, Dahlia, I don't know if you have her unlocked because I know everybody doesn't have everyone unlocked unless they pay or like grind a lot. Um, she's the one that can link up with any rogue and then she can revive them from up to 30 meters away without having to be next to them and not having to constantly interact with them. Like, she can do other stuff. And then also she gets their passive ability uh, permanently. Um, so, like, a good strategy for Dahlia is to link up with a, uh, um, a saint because his passive is when you revive someone, you gain health back and they gain more health back. So, like, you know, being able to revive from anywhere and then also gain health and then have them come up with more health is, like, pretty OP. And then also, you know, having your saint up at all times to be able to send their drone as well is like is like pretty awesome. Um, I know Jordan's favorite uh, rogue is Phantom, unless it's changed recently. But Phantom, yeah, yeah. So Phantom is also Jordan's favorite. He 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 likes he likes to hit them clips sometimes when it's with a roll and a, a quick scope. It's pretty nice. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Um, and then Chance, what's your favorite Phantom or Phantom rogue? I know you play with this a lot, so. My favorite is uh, Ronin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the one with the knife. She's the uh, she's the attack. She's basically the attacker. Yeah, and uh, I just love being in the in the fight all the time. So yeah, the submachine gun that that throwing knife pretty nasty. Especially so, if you can if you can hit with a direct hit. Oh, it's so nice. So your support, Chance's yeah. offense is is Jordan's character defensive. Is Phantom offensive? Yeah, it's 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 yeah utility kind of. more like. I would say more defense because she's a sniper. Yeah, okay. and she has okay. like a smoke thing. It, okay. Yeah, I would say more defense. Um, and any strategies you should know about? Um, I my personal strategy, Taylor, for you, this is not a problem for us because we get together. If you're playing, with, especially if you're playing with randoms, try to always have a mic because being able to communicate is super important. Um, and ping shit constantly. Um, other strategies. Um, if you see a smoke grenade, typically just don't run in there. Just go somewhere else. Um, <laughs> because you're just gonna get murdered. Um. Just play the objective. That's not really a strategy, but more of like please. a please. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> I'm glad you said that this too. Request. Chance. Um, <laughs> just play the objective. And then if you find yourself like getting downed near the objective and there's no possible way you can really get it uh, revived, try to get yourself in a position where you'll still be on the objective, but not out in the open. So you can contest it as much as possible. Because even though you're down, you still contest the point um, if you're playing uh, like a capture game mode. But you said you had a strategy, Jordan? All right, I'm going to repeat what he says. For Ronan players, if you're using a knife, throw it and shoot it. That is, yeah, that is pretty good. What does it do? Because well, you can force it to blow up by shooting it, which oh. sometimes is... Yeah. Okay. Hmm. It's pretty nice because you miss the throw so often, and then shooting it, the the the... The damage is further than the motion sensor, so shooting it would make it... You could still hurt oh, okay. people, so it's, it's pretty nice. That makes sense. But there you go. And I do agree. Um, Taylor Sanders, email me your... If you're on uh, Xbox, email I do, me. I'm, I, I'm friends with him on Xbox now. Okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll add you. We'll add you. We get in a party. Get in a party together. Um, next question from Fielding Dahmer. He says, what's up, guys? Do you ha- have any games that you have completed 100%? Oh, oh, oh. In anticipation of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, I went back and completed all the achievements for the original trilogy. Those games are so good. Uh, fielding. So first off, I would like to say that's impressive. Um, for the entire trilogy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's pretty intense. Um, I haven't completed a ton of games, 100%, but a few of the notable ones, you know, 
Dark Souls 3, I've completed 100%. That was intense, mm-hmm. um, but very fun. And then Blood, not Bloodborne, um, Demon Souls, I recently completed 100%. Um, the original Spider-Man PS4, I got the Platinum for that. Um, which, the God of which War. Which one are you most PS4. proud of? Probably Dark Souls 3, just okay. because it's the hardest to do. And it took me like 90 hours in a game that normally takes 15 hours to beat, right? Mm-hmm. So it was really intense, and I did that with my homies. A lot of grinding, a lot of you got to beat the game three times. Super good, though. I, okay. I, really, had a, I really had fun on that one. Chance? I, well, y'all know me. I mm-hmm. love, <laughs> I complete as much games as I can. Mm-hmm. Any game that I play, I always look through achievement lists, and I have to complete it. At least shoot for it. Yeah, at least try to anyway. If Sometimes. It's not, if what it's about, not what about for like Nintendo games? Do you still have that same urge? Uh, no. Okay. But unless it's like Odyssey, mm-hmm. where I okay. I got all the moons, 999 moons. Okay. That's just because I loved Odyssey a lot. Yeah. yeah. But like, or like PlayStation games, I don't do it either. Unless okay. it's Spider-Man or yeah. something I love. Yeah. Um, okay. Chasing chasing that achievement numbers is too good. Yeah. I mine's over a hundred thousand. That's I love it. Yeah, I know. You 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 beat me out completely. I think I'm at like three <laughs> or something. I'm at like seven hundred. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I'm I getting forgot. there. New to the game. What about uh, you? I know you I know you like the hundred percent sometimes. I, I do hundred percent. Um if if it's a smaller game, I like to hundred percent it. Um, some some choices I know nobody else will ever say. Mario Tennis Aces. <laughs> um, what a game! What's the pick. Kirby game on the Switch? Uh, Kirby Star Allies. Kirby Star Allies. You one hundred percent of that? Hell yeah, I did. What the fuck are you doing, <laughs> dude? I got crazy. bored one time, dude. No way. I started I started one hundred percenting all the games Yoshi's in the apartment. World? I didn't one hundred percent Yoshi's yeah. Capture World. Thank God you didn't. 100%. I had to stop myself. Yoshi. We didn't have it yet. God um, dang. And then well, the one I'm most proud of. Odyssey, I love a lot, but 3D All Stars, because I essentially 100 percent of yeah. three games, mm-hmm. and then Galaxy, you like 100 percent twice. Yeah. So that one was time consuming, but really fun. Um, going through those old games was at the beginning tedious, but once you get ahead, you get you know grasp on the controls again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too bad. Very nice. So I do it. I'm I'm with chance. I kind of try and do it whenever I can, especially um, with like Cyberpunk and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, if I can do this, I'm gonna do it. I'm a lot more lax with it. Um, if I get to the end of the game and I see that there's not like too much left in order to get all the achievements, I usually will just go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I'm just loving the game so much that I just want more, because that's what happened with like God of War. I finished it and I was like, no, I'm going for the platinum. And then once I got the platinum, yeah, I almost true. went back on my brother's account and got the platinum again because yeah. I was just having so much fun with that game. Um, so it's it's usually if there's not much left to the end of the line, I'll go all the way to the line. Or if I'm loving the game a lot, and that's mm-hmm. that's how I'll go for the hundred yeah. percent. Now the original I, trilogy, not catch me doing that shit, dude. Go ahead, chance. I I, uh, I usually draw the line at difficulty achievements. I hate them. Yeah, beat on, I, like, yeah. Beat on hard, beat on or something. Beat on extra hard or whatever. I, I usually yeah, don't like, like those either because I like. Um, I I will at most play a game on like uh not hard like normal mm-hmm. like medium difficulty is yeah. kind of where I'll play yeah and too. then if it's super grindy and stuff I'll play on easy mm-hmm. so I don't have to grind as yeah, much yeah don't be ashamed to drop to easy I, I no think not a at lot all. of people need to especially for like story games too yeah like something like the last of us that shit's difficult you're not having that much fun drop it to easy dude it's not that big a deal so I have I have a question here hmm. how do you feel about the idea of like prestiging a game what do you so mean? like you get the plat and God of War right because you I thought of this when you said you were thinking about platin got a war like on as like a feature that they could add yeah like you've you've 100 percented it you, or you got the platinum trophy mm-hmm. do it again nah and nah. you could it show oh. up like oh he prestiged five t- you know prestige is just the word i used yeah but he already he platted it five times 
his account. I mean, I guess that's cool to have in there. I don't know if I would ever do it though. But would you? Would you be inclined to do it? No, absolutely not. Or would you no. just go plat it on your brother's? No. Yeah. I would have no obligation. I almost did it because I wanted to, but then I just didn't. Okay. But I like. That's the only time I've ever had that. Okay. Like, this doesn't occur often. So I'm just saying, <laughs> so I know somebody it. would go dummy with that kind of well, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, for the Xbox, though, if they did that, yeah. would they give me the points? Okay. Because... That, it's a, it's, this is where we need rules, though, because then people would freaking uh, yeah. prestige Avatar The Last Airbender a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A million gamer scores. Yeah, because so. then, yeah, like those easy platinums. I'm, but I'm on a different topic though. I'm more with uh, Greg Miller on this, and he talks about this a lot. I like achievement lists and trophy lists that like encourage you to play the game in different ways and not just like super tedious. So like, there's an there's like a trophy in uh, Miles Morales. It's like beat the game on New Game Plus. I hate that shit. I don't yeah. I don't want that in there. But like interesting stuff where it's like, you know, do this move and then this move and then combo it into this move as an achievement or you know, kill this many enemies this way with this gadget that you normally mm. wouldn't use. Like things that encourage you to play the game differently is the type of achievements and stuff that I like. Not That's the fair. grindy ones that are just like kill a hundred thousand enemies, play for the hundred fifty hours, yada yada yada. All the shitty ones. That's, I think I would tend to agree with that. Yeah, that's what I would prefer. Um I go for agree it. with that most of the time. But like one that sticks out to me is the last one I did was Valhalla mm-hmm. where you have to kill three guys with a shield without breaking their shield while you're on fire. <laughs> and that's just tedious. <laughs> like, it was just annoying. But Assassin's Creed always had stuff like that. You remember the one where it was like, yeah. um, what was it? Kill like 20 people without getting hit. And then there was the one where yeah. you had to like get sand in four people's faces mm-hmm. at one time. Yeah. Like, stupid yeah. stuff like that's always been in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Man. I hate to see it though. Um, one more question this week before yes, we get into the what you've been playing section from Spencer. Of course, you know him. You love him. Spencer Trevet. Trevago. Um, Trevago. Uh, Rio, what's popping? How do you guys feel about open beta releases for games? I have played many in my years of gaming, and a lot of them seem to either fall off, never get finished, or take too long to the point where I won't return when the game is complete. Would you want to experience a game first before anyone else, only for it to be half done, or would you rather wait until it's fully complete to try it out? I appreciate y'all, Spencer. So I got a complex answer to this one, Spencer, because I think it's on a case-to-case basis, and also there's certain, like certain degrees of this that I can agree with and disagree with. So like. Call of Duty beta, I'm all in for. Because I know it's just like a couple months before release. You're mm-hmm. only going to get to play it for one weekend. And it's a multiplayer game that you're going to play over and over. So it, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Um, Baldur's Gate 3, a year early, early access, I played it. And it, it, it was clunky and not very good. And I, honestly, I just wish I would have waited for the full release. Now, I'm still going to play the full release because I managed yeah. to just a couple hours in be like, okay, yeah, no, I'm not having fun. Um, but there are certain, like, Astro Near is a game I played a ton in Early Access, but I can't go back to, even though there's so much new stuff, because I just played so much in Early Access. And the same with Subnautica, um, until they actually made a story for it, and I went back and completed that story, I had the same type of thing of, like, man, I can't really go back. But also, I don't think it's that big of a deal, because that's, like, a different type of thing. And also, games are kind of like that already. Like, Stardew Valley, you would say, is 1.0. But, like, even recently, they just released... 1.5 on PC. That's like yeah. this huge, crazy update that adds all this new shit. Yeah, so, I think it's I a very, know. very game day, game basis. Because mm-hmm. like, the one of the things that comes to my mind is Temtem, right? Mm-hmm. I think that game would have been a lot more successful if it had a traditional release. release. Yeah, not early. Because I feel like everybody has already played Temtem. Yeah, and fell off. No one's yeah. gonna go back when it releases. Mm-hmm. So I think you you kind of have to be smart. Mm-hmm. You got to know your audience and um what you're dealing with to where like is a closed beta more. Um, of a better option that yeah. way you can give certain people um, access or like just reviewers so they can mess around and be like 
game's not out yet, but we got to try it, and you know, we like these features and this feature, and then mm-hmm. you're so hyped for it. Yeah. Instead of, oh, I've seen everything Temtem has to offer right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm cashed yeah. out. I, I just had an example in my head. Oh yeah, for, I, th- I think it also depends on the game because like a game like Humankind, which is the upcoming. Um, can't think of their their the dev team, but I know they make the Endless Space, Endless Legend, um, Dungeon of the Endless, all those guys, Endless Dungeon that they just announced. Humankind is coming out next year in March, but in like earlier, like a few months back, they released a beta for that, but it was a closed beta. A game like that, that makes perfect sense because of the type of game that it is. It's a civilization yeah. type of game, you know, and you get in there and you just play a little bit. That makes perfect sense for a game like that. I don't think you can really get tired of it doing the small amount that they get you, but... I think specifically for early access is where I, I agree with like the, the fall off and never get finished. Or and it probably also long. depends on the purpose of the beta too. If you're trying to get like beta testers mm-hmm. to like, you know, um, find bugs and all that stuff. That's different than I think trying to build up hype for a game. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, age of calamity had the demo. Yeah. I don't know how much change between that demo and the final probably release. Probably not much, I imagine. But that helped build hype for the game. Mm-hmm. And so, you just got to play the first may, hour. You know, yeah. and, and maybe sometimes it's better to do that instead of mm-hmm. a beta if you know your game's already Yeah, your progress carried over in that, too. Yeah. I think it's case to case. I think it is the real answer. And that's that's all I got for you, Spencer. Unless, Chance, you got, you got, how do you feel about, about betas, Chance? How are you feeling? I think, um, I think betas work better with uh, competitive games rather than, um, like, Single player story driven games like mm-hmm. Ark, mm-hmm. I would say, because you that to make the game better, you have to get people. You to make competitive games better, you have to get people in there and play them. Yeah. To see what's broken. What yeah. Tweak. You develop oh. a meta. Yeah. Play the game's out. Games that, like that, that MP5 and that Call of Duty beta was. Ooh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or like you can you but can like, think of like Valorant too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that but helped like Ark, build a hype. You don't. Like Ark, you can release the game. It's a, it's a multiplayer game, but you can release it and find the bugs mm-hmm. after you've already put all the the updates and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I, so yeah. Definitely think. I think it's better for uh, for competitive games. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I definitely think it's case by case basis, and it depends on how they do it. Yeah, um, definitely. But that's it for the uh, reader mail. We still got a lot of questions in there from uh, Spencer that we're gonna we'll get to them. Spencer, do not worry. We see them. We've read them. They're good. Um, I just couldn't include too many this week because we got to get to the top 10 games of 2020. Still got the meat. Before we get into the top 10 games of 2020, let's talk about the games we've been playing this week. So I've been playing a few things. Um, I started and finished Spider-Man Miles Morales. Nice. Which I will talk about in depth in the top 10 games of 2020. Spoiler alert. little teaser for you. Oh, it's in there. Uh, I had played a game, a free-to-play game game. on on PlayStation. I don't know if it's on Xbox. It probably is. Called Vigor. V-I-G-O-R. Mm-hmm. It's like Escape from Tarkov. It's third mm-hmm. person though. It's so good. <laughs> like I don't know. It came out of nowhere. Austin downloaded it. He came over that weekend. That's our friend Austin. Plugged it up to this TV right here, and then he was like, "Hey, download this and play it with me." And I didn't really want to, but I was like, "You know, we got fiber internet. I could download it really quick. Yeah, I can play around and shit on it." So I, I we started playing. We actually stayed up till five in the morning that night mm-hmm. and played that game. Jordan, he was with us. He was playing too. Man, that game's fun. I don't know what it is. It's just a fun game. You have like this hub base world that you're like constantly evolving, and you, like you go out, and there's all these teams of, and squads in there. There's my burp. And it works like a battle royale, except for like there's not a constantly closing circle. You're basically out there, and there's a certain amount of time before the map gets covered in radiation, and then you have to get to an escape point, or you you die um, from the radiation, or if you get killed by other players, you die. And if you die, you lose everything that you have on you. But when you get back to your base, you know you had stuff that you stored okay. there that you can like reequip, and then. 
you don't want to die, but you go out there, you can find better guns, better, like, you, you, you find, uh, like, crafting plans and all this cool stuff to, like, get better guns constantly. Um, there, there's a loot box system and a battle pass. There's all that classic free-to-play stuff, but it doesn't feel egregious. It feels cool. I like it. Um, it doesn't feel, like, in your face, like you have to buy stuff. Um, there's, like, all these, you know, cosmetics and stuff if you want them. But, like, the, the cool part of the game that I like, it, like, you just, there's just so many maps that are all really good, and you, you drop in there, and then on the map there's, like, There'll be like a bunch of stuff that's always on the map, like mm -hmm. comm systems, locked containers, specific safe, this thing called the barred house, which is like a house that's really hard to get into, but has good stuff in it. Those are marked on the map for everybody. Yeah. And then everyone will like go to those and there'll be firefights. And then there's certain things, you know, like when someone kills one of their teammates because there's friendly fire, it'll mark them on the map and be like, hey, there's a team killer right here. And mm. they'll constantly show them. Um, if you kill four or more people in one match, it'll pop up like this player is a threat and it'll mark you on the map for everyone. Um, if you get a supply drop, if you haven't used the comm system to like change it to where it won't pop you up on the map, when you pick it up, you'll be popped up on the map for everyone to come get your supply drop. And those are good because the supply drop is how you get loot boxes to like open and get more cooler shit. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of ammo, a lot of new guns and crafting plans, you get those from loot boxes. And before you go into a match, people can spend their like basically the equivalent of V bucks on like increasing the quality of that crate. Yeah. And so, like, at the beginning of the match, sometimes they'll increase that quality like crazy where you'll get, like, three legendaries. And then everyone, it's, like, the most intense firefight on, on the drop zone because everyone's like, shit, we got to go for it. Like, yeah. it's so, such good quality. Mm -hmm. We have to. And, you, like, and I, I spend a lot of – that's all I spend my stuff on is just those things. Like, you can increase the amount of loot in the world, increase the quality of that. You can buy insurance for your team so you don't lose everything. It's <laughs> super fun. Um, so if you haven't played it, it's free. I'd, I'd advise checking it out. Uh, you go in as trios or duos, but – it is on every platform. It is? Okay. Yeah, dude, I like it a lot. Switch. I wonder if there's cross, yeah. cross progression, because I might link my Xbox and stuff and then start playing it on there. Okay. And maybe get a chance in there and check it out. Maybe and then one it. more game I've been playing. I have been playing the 2018 game Eichenfell, which is a indie darling, and I'm about three to four hours in. I'm really liking it. Uh, the only reason I started it is because, uh, I mean, a lot of our listeners know, listen to the Min Max podcast, and if you listen to the best soundtracks of the year episode that they did, a couple weeks ago, uh, Ben Hansen actually talked about the combat music for Eichenfeld, and that's the en entire reason I even downloaded this game, and also because he says it has the grid-based combat from Mega Man Battle Network White, you know, one of my top hit games of all time that we talked about Two a couple weeks, weeks ago. And um, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. And I'm four hours into it, and I'm digging it. It's on Game Pass. The story is cool. The art style is dope. It's like, it's just super dope. And I love the combat system. It's like this turn-based thing with the classic, like, Mario Thousand-Year-Old uh, a thousand thousand year door uh like timing system where you got like, hit a mm -hmm. to like try to time it and you get yeah. like nice perfect and, you know all that stuff and your attacks are better or you don't take as much damage if you yep. do that it's super fun and i'm enjoying it um but that's all i've been playing what about you mike um i mean i played some more cyberpunk but i've of course i feel like i've talked about cyberpunk enough for the rest of this decade of time. um so if you have any questions dm me um <laughs> otherwise we played smash we did play smash Sephiroth. And Sephiroth came out. Mm -hmm. He's really mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. um, feels relatively balanced. Um, yeah, because he, he's OP, but super slow. Yeah, you can definitely punish someone real mm -hmm. easily. Real easy. But he gets super if hard and kills super early, but if, if he quick, misses, yeah. you, can, you can get in and kind of mess him up. You don't be quick. And, and I think I've found love in playing Pikachu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they wouldn't bet me any money, though. No. Still wouldn't bet me money on those games. No, nah, you turn up a little. You can hit the. You can get into the zone way better than I can. Yeah. So I don't want to. I can fall into the, what the flow state. The flow state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I've been yeah I've been thinking about Smash Bro. Yeah, it's fun. We've been having a lot of fun lately. Yeah, I want to play. We can I'm play. I haven't, I haven't yeah. played Smash in a while. 
You, you, you we can, can play, play when, when you up. when you come up. Yeah, I'll I'll run you real easy. Like probably <laughs> spread them. You know. Oh no. Let me slide in. Um, that's it though. That all you've been playing. Uh, yeah. Nothing else. What about you, Chance? What you been playing this week? I want to know what you've been playing. I have been playing Dragon Quest Eleven Echoes of Lucid Age S Definitive Edition. You love to hear it. That's honestly shocking that you were playing. How much? Oh, how far are you in? Yeah. Um, I want to say I'm about thirty hours in. Jeez. Chance, uh, Rainer, my, Chance Rainer, 30 hours into a JRPG that's yeah. as goofy as that. This hell is frozen over. You like my it, though? My timer says 50, but it, it's a whole thing. But yes, I'm yeah, actually really <laughs> enjoying it. Good. You like the you like, like the cast of characters? Have you unlocked um a majority of everyone? I'm shook. I Yes, I've unlocked all of them except for the last uh, mm-hmm. guy. Do you know who last. it is? Did you like look it up or something? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. But, that's cool, uh, though. I... I think the combat is so much fun. I mean, I had to turn up the the battle uh, speed animation because, speed or whatever. Man, it mm-hmm. was getting. Real it can slow. get grindy. Um, yeah. But I don't know if you agree with this, but I I always thought like if you do all the quests and stuff, you're usually, you know, at a, at a good enough level to do all the main quests mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've done every side quest I can so far, um, and I don't really go out of my way to fight any enemies like mm-hmm. i stay on the path and if there's an enemy on the path i'm like all right if i was playing a normal game i would probably fight this guy so i'm mm-hmm. gonna hit him and yeah. i'm gonna fight him so uh yeah it's it's uh interesting i tried the 2d um like the old school dra- graphics yeah and uh not as fun no but <laughs> i did I it played for like 30 like, seconds and was like nah yeah i played for like Five minutes, and I was like, "All right, this is enough. I need <laughs> no, to go back." It's it's cool me. that they even developed that at all, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a whole, yeah. it's a whole game. Yeah, that's nice. You play anything else? Uh, no, that is it. Damn, <laughs> that's all I played. Been on Dragon Quest Eleven grind. That's honestly shocking. Man, crazy. finished Cyberpunk and went to a romance game. I'm kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna play Dragon Quest Builders, dude? Uh, well, it's on the Xbox, so no. But I love that game. I hopefully, can't believe they. It. If I they really like game. more Dragon Quest games, I'm definitely going to play. Why is Dragon Quest Builders not on Xbox? Because, not that I know of. I don't think so. What? Is this sound? Well, no, I played it on Xbox is Switch. doing that thing where they want all the JRPGs now. So they're like... That's the that's the big edge that Sony has on them. Yeah, exactly. It's the weebs. So they're like trying to get them on Game Pass. Let me look at I mean, yeah, they got Yakuza, and, Dragon Quest. I, I, dude, I want to play yeah. Yakuza so bad. We'll get into that. Yeah. Do it. Do it. I've... I played Yakuza Zero for like twenty minutes, wow. and I was like, "This is enough for me." But <laughs> maybe on one day I'll play Seven when they add it to Game Pass. No, not I'm on Xbox. Go hard. I'm kind of pissed. You were tripping. Is it is it coming to Xbox? Is there like a? No, I don't think oh, so. it probably I, will. I, I think you're city. tripping. Maybe for I'm right tripping. now, I think you're tripping. Okay, well that's the games we've been playing. So now let's get into what I came here for, and what I hope all you what came the here thumbnail for. should be. What the thumbnail should be. Our Honestly. top 10 games of 2020. So now I, ha- I have a system. Um, it's not a system I invented, but it's a system where um, basically we're going to award points to games basically um, depending on where they reside on all of our lists. So if I put a game in the number one spot, it's going to get 10 points. Um, and uh, second spot, nine points. Third spot, eight points. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. You get, the, you get the gist of it. And then based on all three of our lists and the amount of points that we give to each game, uh, we will decide uh, the top ten uh, definitive for uh, synced uh, synced up. Um, Jordan, if you could keep track of this, because I can't keep count of all these games. So, like, just open up at the bottom of the Google Doc. Just type them in um, as we go. Um, so I'm gonna start off 
We're gonna start off with our honorable mentions. We each mm-hmm. have three honorable mentions um, for the top ten games of 2020. Um, and my first honorable mention is clarification, real quick. Uh, not necessarily games that came out in 2020. Um, I mean, all of mine are, but I'm just saying you approve that. I mean, sure, you approve that. I approved I, Among Us, is what I approved. I didn't approve. Yeah. Not I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know about. I don't know about like just any game. Like if you put, like if you, like Chance playing Dragon Quest Inquisition, right? And he really liked it. If he played it last month, I don't know if I would let his, that slide of him putting that on his top ten of 2020. So what you're telling me? Oh no, what's your list? I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, okay. It's literally just Among Us, dude. Don't, don't finesse me. Don't finesse me. I was okay. just getting that out of the way. My first, yeah, we do have Among Us. We let Among Us slide because that's a specific case. My first. Uh, honorable mention is the indie game. Um, I believe it's on everything. I think it's on Game Pass. Not 100% sure. Coffee Talk. Coffee Talk. So if uh, you are not familiar with Coffee Talk, Coffee Talk is an indie game where it's like a pixel art style and you play as a uh, bartender, barista. I don't think it's really determined what you... I don't think they really tell you what your gender is or anything, so it doesn't matter. But you play as a character that is a bartender or a barista, whatever, and you you live in like a fantastical world where there's like orcs and vampires and werewolves mm-hmm. and yada 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 and these people come into the shop and they tell you about your problem or their problems and you make them coffees and stuff and it's like a mix between like kind of like a uh, what would you call that a visual novel mm-hmm. um, but you have like dialogue choices and it cha- the story has different endings and it goes different ways and then also like a like a mini game where you make different coffees with different ingredients and they never tell you like exactly what they want they're like hey I like things that are like sweet but also this and there's like meters. It's like this is how bitter it is. This is how milky it is, and yada yada yada. And so you gotta sometimes guess, do some guesswork. Um, it's really short. It's like two hours long. It's only like ten bucks. And it was super fun, and the story was dope. So that was my first honorable mention. It came out January twenty uh, eighth. But yeah, played it, and I recommend it. It's good. Okay, it is good. Um, my my first honorable mention will be, um, that the, my favorite game I didn't play this year. That I really want to play Yakuza like a dragon, man. I've I've been watching the gameplay. That the the clips on Twitter are hilarious, man. Um, I want to play this game so badly, man. and I know if I played it, it'd be on the top ten. So. It's so, it's so interesting and intriguing to me that like the the clip of like the 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 chicken thing I sent you with like the sushi or whatever. Oh, yeah. That makes me aggressively want to not play it, but makes you aggressively want to play it. Yes, it's like, it's like it's the quote that someone used was like. This game is not ashamed to admit that it's just a video game. Yeah, I guess that's and, fair. And I love that, you know, that quirky, dumb humor. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to play it so yeah. bad. And the combat is like classic JRPG stuff, mm-hmm. which return, I, I enjoy a lot. Well, not a return to form for that series, but yeah, so, it works for the JRPGs, but different for the series. But people are loving it, so. Yeah, I'm, I want to play it real bad. Should come to Game Pass at some point. All the rest of them are on there. Yes? My first... Uh, honorable mention is Blaseball. Mm-hmm. A good one. And a fantastic that one. Internet based baseball game that is absolutely crazy. And mm-hmm. we all love it here. Yeah, it's great. Well, um, we haven't played it in a while. All of us. 
Yeah. We have it. Well, it's on hiatus for it's now. On, yeah, yeah, hiatus. When it comes back, I'll probably I'll probably get back in. I, I keep telling myself yeah. I don't think I'm going to, but then like I keep seeing the tweets and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. once everybody else jumps in, I'll probably jump in too yeah. and just start betting again. The, the browser based. We've, we've talked about it before yes, a couple times on the show. Um, and I it almost it narrowly missed my top ten, and the only reason it's not my honorable mentions is because I try to make sure all of our honorable mentions were different. Yeah. Um, but yes, I do agree. It's uh, just the the culture around the game itself is it's what's so most cool, interesting. Man. Yeah. yeah. The, the fans, the artwork, all that stuff is what makes baseball really unique and cool mm-hmm. instead of just being another, like, um, internet yeah. sensation. Just the browser. Because it's, it's a browser-based game, you, and you don't got to pay for it. You just make an account. Mm-hmm. It's super fun. Super fun. Um, my second honorable mention will be the another indie game. I'm going to stick, stick to that. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, okay. That game is superb. Uh, Chance also played it. Honorable mention what? Yeah, I'm sorry. Didn't didn't make didn't, wow. didn't quite make my Crazy. top ten. Wow. Um. Well, let me make sure. Hold up. Let me look. This <laughs> <laughs> just dropped his number one. Like Hold that. Up. I don't want to. I don't want to make myself look like an idiot. No. Okay. Yeah, didn't <laughs> make my try and hide it from me. Like I don't know what you. Yeah. Game I mean, is. I've talked about my games enough, so yeah. I guess people already know my top ten of the year. But y'all's are a little more uh, discreet. Um. Yeah. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. The soundtrack is superb. Um. And I think I should mention here. The way we're gonna do this. Uh. No, never mind. Don't worry about that. Never mind. Completely disregard that. Okay. So the game's really good, obviously. The combat is fun. The platforming mm-hmm. is good. The story is emotional. You know, emotional. Big gets sad. Me. Big small, sad. Had me, had me crying right at the beginning. Um, but I think the, the, the two places where Ori and the Will of the Wisps really shines above a bunch of other games is in its artwork and its soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack is incredible. I love it so much. The orchestration... The notes, everything, all the crescendos, they hit so hard. They feel fully integrated into the gameplay. And then, obviously, the artwork, especially with that, those new, if you've seen the videos of, like, the new updates for, like, the console next-gen with the ray chasing and stuff, oh, it just looks so good. It's incredible. The artwork is amazing, all the lighting, and it kind of looks a little hand-painted, but it ain't, obviously. But yeah. it's super good, and I love it. That's my second honorable mention. So my second honorable mention. <laughs> and games you haven't played. And for games I haven't played this year. Um, <laughs> Persona 5 Royale, man. Because Persona well, you played Persona 5. I played Persona 5. Um, and this is just like a upgrade. Uh, they added some more to the story. Like there's, you, you can play as a different character now and stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of its own new game. I just I just need an excuse to put Persona 5 in the list again. <laughs> it, I mean, I love that game so much. Uh, the soundtrack sounds amazing. I'm excited for um, Persona 5 Strikers. Is that what it is in the American one? Or is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, the that's, sound. You want to talk about soundtracks? I don't know oh. if that's come to the West yet, but. Oh, yeah. It has? Okay. Yeah, that was the big announcement. The Yeah. Um, dude, I love that soundtrack so much. It is really good. I listen to it all the time. Um, the game's phenomenal. It's what reinvigorated um, my love for the genre mm-hmm. and got me back in. And uh, I'm forever grateful. Yep. So I had to put. I had to shout out Persona 5 Royale where I could. Of course, of course. Chance, your number two? My number two is Immortals Phoenix Rising. Mm-hmm. What a good game. Now, this game is basically just Breath of the Wild, but with a story. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's pretty much why I like it so much. A lot goofier. Yeah, it's a way goofier. It's actually really funny. It's uh, quite funny. And I think the ending really ties it all together really well. Um, I know... You haven't beaten it yet, and haven't probably beaten won't it yet. beat it. I'm gonna try, but I don't know. But don't count yeah, on it. I think it. I I think it's it's also really beautiful, mm-hmm. and all the and all the areas are different, and it is pretty. It's, 
I mean, like, the secrets and stuff that I found uh, while just while exploring, uh, like, like you said, like you say, Tim, uh, in Breath of the Wild, every area was like, in this little crevice, you find something. Yeah, there's something there. Scene. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Immortals: Phoenix Rising does that perfectly, like Breath of the Wild did, but I think it does it. It gets pretty enough. close. It gets pretty close. And yeah. yeah, it's just a fun place to explore. And I personally, I love Greek mythology, so mm-hmm. it kind of just that's just the bow on top of it all. Yeah, and I think the puzzles were 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 good. And you have some of that same Breath of the Wild type stuff with the um, like uh, the Magnus. ability to to no, not that. Well, yes, obviously, but the ability to solve puzzles in ways that were blatantly not intended, right? Like. There was a puzzle I went to that was like, hey, come back when you have this ability. And I was like, I think I can do this puzzle without this ability. And mm-hmm. I spent like 15 minutes doing some crazy weird man Lisa shit with rocks on this cliff face. And I solved the puzzle, but definitely was not supposed to do it yet, but mm-hmm. was able to do so kind of in that Breath of the Wild like sense. You can yeah. solve a puzzle in a unique, non-intentional way. Um, so that's in there. And then obviously, yeah, like you said, Chance, the, the, the jokes, they're funny. They all hit. Well, I don't know about they all hit, but a lot of them oh, hit. Yeah, no. Um, and the combat, once you unlocked all the abilities in the beginning, I was like, ah, oh, man, this combat's kind of stale. But once you get all those abilities, which you mm-hmm. can get if you just, you know, buy them really quickly, cause that's how they kind of come in. Um, the combat gets really unique and, and fun with the stamina system and, and using all the different abilities. It's, it's really fun. I enjoyed it a lot too. Cool. Didn't quite make yeah. my top 10 though. Back to you. Um, my final, I, I don't know if this counts as an indie game, but my final honorable mention is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. I have to include that here. That game um, is real good. Uh, of course, like a lot of people, I haven't gone back to it in a while, but the 20 hours I got out of that game was was quite nice, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Obviously, this, the soundtrack is something that you can harp on being so great, even though, you, you know, there's, there's a lot of people, that, that game, even though that game didn't sell well, is what I'm going to say, because it really didn't sell that well, and I don't know if they'll. I hope they still do like Tony Hawk's Underground one and two, which is what I really, really want. Yeah, but yeah, it, if they if they don't, it'll suck. But we at least got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two, which was extremely fun. It, and it's basically kind of the pinnacle of what I point towards now of like the way you should do a remake. Mm-hmm. And and now Demon Souls is one of those as well. Uh, but it's like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two, like that is how you do a remake. You that's how you add new things to a game. That's how you keep the old stuff in the game. That's how you update a game to be just so good. So. I really liked it, but not quite the top 10. Not quite. On to you. Um, my last one is Doom Eternal. Because uh, yeah, that game deserves a shout-out somewhere. It does. Um, you know, just playing it for 30 minutes on the couch with the um, surround system and stuff like that. Uh, getting to hear the sound design on that game is amazing. The soundtrack oh, the 3D, is amazing. 3D audio and that Dolby Atmos. There's very few oh. games that make you feel as badass as that one does. Yep. And just, I think... Uh, I think Chance put it perfectly. It's like, like a, it's feels more of a platform and a collectathon. Than yeah, like a Doom game, and I love it. Yeah, I I like that too. I know a lot of people don't, but mm-hmm. it's like, it it kind of, it still allows you to get in that flow state you usually can with Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, switching guns, setting people on fire, yeah. chainsaw, and you still have yeah. that. And then you just it feels like the world opens up a little more when you add that platforming mm-hmm. aspect to it. I so I think it's a I think it's a very good game, and the franchise is still going in a good direction. So, hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's my final honorable mention chance. My final one is, which I'm surprised y'all haven't said, or it might be in y'all's top ten or Tim's top ten, is a indie game called Spiritfarer. Ooh, that's a good one. And this is probably the, uh, probably not the most emotional game I played, but 
it's up close. there with The Last of Us. It's close. That's one of the most emotional play- games I've played this year. And personally, it's, I think 50% of that comes down to that hug. That hug yes. mechanic, dude. Yes. <laughs> Hugging those the, people yeah. and the animation is just so good. Oh, I'm tearing the, up right now. It's the... I'm losing my train of thought. The um, the soundtrack is amazing. Mm-hmm, I agree. The art style is amazing. Mm-hmm. The the characters are like it's a, it's two D. Flushed but out. I they feel alive. Yeah, to me. yeah. No, I agree. They and, they feel flushed out yeah. and like fully realized. Um, like what they yeah, and you know they building just... your boat up to being this. I I want to say it's basically a hotel mm-hmm. for spirits. Mm-hmm. And hearing these people's stories throughout the game, and then taking them to that, to the final door, mm-hmm. is just, just wrecked me, man. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I, I would describe it as, as a game about death, even though that sounds really dark. The game isn't a dark game. You know, it's very mm-hmm. uplifting. Even though you're these, mm-hmm. you're it's about making the spirits move on to the to the next life or whatever. It still feels, it's it's beautiful. I think beautiful is one of the best words you can use to describe it. Um, and yeah, again, yes. the animation, the art style, I do agree on all of those fronts. It's superb. Um, and the characters, yeah, the characters are so good, but yeah, I do agree also just building up that, uh, building up that boat is just feels so good. Just being able to, but I'm a sucker for like, you know, hub bases and, Base and building up hub bases. So I'm, I'm a big sucker for that, but I do agree that, that that is also a pretty, pretty good part of the game. Just watching everything evolve and doing all the quests and stuff. Also, I haven't played it in co-op, but I heard the co-op is really good. I didn't you, know I had co-op. Yeah, you can play a uh, co-op. Like if someone plays as the cat, and they can do all the same stuff. They oh. can, they can run around the boat. They can. Can they hug? They can fish. They can hug. They can do all oh. the stuff. They can feed people. They can like. I really think you and and Kylie should play through the game like together. I want to play Stardew first though. Yeah, that that would be a nice one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you might have to hop me on that train. Can you Stardew's, play one too? Yeah, it's four players. Oh. You might want to hey, hop hey, me chance? on too. Yeah, chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold up. We might have to plan this out because I will play through Stardew again. Okay. Because nothing comes out until like the end of January. Yeah. And that's just an indie game called. The well, we're still kind of on break, so. Yeah. So. <laughs> top but ten time. Top ten time. Let's get into the list proper. I'm gonna start it off with my number ten. I know uh, this might be a little controversial because considering the original game did not come out this year, but the new version of this game came out this year. That's why I included it. Tetris Effect Connected is my number ten for top ten games of the year. Pause, dude. <laughs> it's my number 10 as well. Is it? Is it? Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, so Tetris Effect Connected. I don't know, man. It's just it's just great. And for being on Game Pass, to not have to pay for it, right? Well, yeah. I guess technically you're paying for it. But to not have to pay for it um, is great. And it's just, I don't know. It's just so here's, good. Here's it's, what the game does well. Obviously, the soundtrack's good. Yes. But the soundtrack is built to pull you into the flow state that Tetris is known for. Mm-hmm. And it... It creates this world around you when you're in the flow state. Because normally... Mm-hmm. It's reactive. You know, I, I played Tetris 99 a lot when it came out. I like playing Tetris a lot. Me too. Um, it's a perfect game almost. Most of the time, you're just in the flow staring at the screen. But when you have that music mm-hmm. and everything inside... And, and the, the, the particles and the ambiance coming around. It feels so much more like you're helping build something. Mm-hmm. Which, which, this sounds all like cheesy and yeah. stuff. But you're, you're actually helping... You're building something. And, and I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, just, it's a lot bigger than just playing Tetris. Yeah, I agree. You play it. And also the soundtrack being reactive to when you twist the pieces and lock the pieces in, you get specific notes. Anyone mm-hmm. who's played Ape Out will understand um, that what I'm talking about there of of an Ape Out. You know, every time you grab someone or push someone or throw someone against a wall, it, it adds to the mix, like the sound mm-hmm. mix. Um, and I think 
Tetris Effect is it a lot better than Ape Out, but um, and also that's because Ape Out is more chaotic and jazzy yeah. than than the Tetris Effect, which has a, a wide range of genres. And I've saved multiple songs from the Tetris Effect soundtrack onto my Spotify. I think it'd be criminal if you were a Tetris fan or anybody who, if you know how to play Tetris, is and really you, what it comes out to. Mm -hmm. You should at least try it. At least try it because it's wonderful. It's just a wonderful experience. So that's that's two points for Tetris Effect Connected right there, Jordan. Go ahead. And that that was uh, both of our number tens. What about you, Chance? Uh, my number 10 is, this might be controversial, but Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Uh, that is controversial. Controversial, <laughs> why? I, I because think Because so. three games that came out 10 years yeah. ago, 20 years ago. That's not why I think it's controversial. And, but uh, Well, also, yeah, because it's not really a real remake. It's just yeah. a... It's a That's fair. Uh, That's fair. But... It's Super Mario 64 and it's Super Mario Galaxy. Like mm -hmm. you can't go wrong with that. Some of the best even, games of all time. Well, I don't yeah. like 64, but that's I know. I can I can even understand it, why a lot of people mm -hmm. you know love it. Even if it's not completely remade, those are they're good games. Two of the best yeah. games ever. Mm -hmm. I I didn't put it on my list be, because I just didn't want to. Um, <laughs> I, well, it, it, that sounds weird, but I mean like it, it's just like the list I was making. I was like, this doesn't fit on this list mm -hmm. for the. Same reasons the rest of these games fit on this yeah, list. That's one point for All Stars, by the way. Because um, for me, it was a wonderful gaming experience to replay those games at 100% those games. Um, so if, if this was like a top 10 gaming experiences of 2020, mm -hmm. it'd be like number three for me or something like that. Um, but I, I totally agree that it's, it's a good... It's, it's good to be able to play those games again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of bullshit around them. Um, and there's I, a lot I, I can criticize on Nintendo... It's whatever, man. For that game, for um, fifty bucks, no. Nah. Play that any day. I mean, it's worth. I it. bought it, but I would be remiss if I also didn't talk about how bullshit it is that that thing exists. But I have to talk about that. Um, so your number ten, your number ten. I, I I like it. I like it. Uh, good good slot. I'm glad it's not higher, but that's for own well, personal. Well, that's why I put it at number ten. Cause <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So that's one point for for. Mario 3D All-Stars. My number nine is Hades. This is criminal. I know it's criminal that it's so low for a criminal. lot of people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just had, I had so much more enjoyable experiences than <laughs> Hades this year, but I will have to talk about how much I love Hades because I mean, it's a superb game. The art style, the music, the gameplay. I think Hades has some of the best combat gameplay just in a game, period, um, in terms of like responsiveness. You feel like a badass. Hades is one of those games because in so many games, Nowadays, you'll play and smash. It happens a lot, but that's it happens a lot in fighting games specifically, and it happens in other games too, where you just feel like the reason you died or the reason that you got set back or something bad happened to you is not your own fault because what you intended to do was not what happened. And I think in Hades, there I don't think there was ever a single point in time where something happened on screen that I didn't intend to do. I never miss input. Everything was perfect. Like. Every button press, everything was just so responsive. It wasn't like, you know, weird frames or, or weird mm -hmm. hitboxes. It was like everything is sleek. If you, you know, lost it, it was because you got you, way too far and you yeah. were like way under leveled or mm -hmm. you're just ass. Or you, you were like, I fucked up. It, I mm -hmm. never felt like anything that happened in the game that sucked was on the game. I always felt like it was on me. Everything was just so good. And obviously the stories between all of the characters as you go through is, is just perfection. Um, and... Again, amazing. Yeah, this the soundtrack, super good. I'll have more to say later. Yeah, um, and it's just uh, super good. But that's that's all I gotta say. That's two points for Hades, um, Jordan. If you my would. number nine, 
Controversial. Oh no. Uh, Paper Mario and or Origami King. Why have we said controversial so many times already? <laughs> and honestly, I'm shook. That this is major top ten. Dude, looking back on it, I enjoyed playing this game a lot. Wow. The the I loved I think, the humor in this game. I think this is why this podcast works because I'm on the aggressive opposite. Of I where know. You are I know. <laughs> so there's a wide range of you know. God, I hate that game. Someone will always find something to disagree with. I put third. I think I put. 30 hours or 20 hours and you gave up like right before the final boss yeah i was like i was like 40 minutes from the end and god that game can't do it i enjoyed that game a lot i'm glad you enjoyed it though um i I know trey enjoyed it i know trey enjoyed it too the uh, the humor just hit for me and i will say the humor for me also hit there was just i will admit there are some moments where that game is like too long Mm -hmm. like when you're in the desert that was too long yes should have should have kept me moving you know i think one of the most critical things that I could say about the game, not to just shit on everyone's top 10 list, right, um, is the fact that for me, the, the combat, it just felt so stale after a while. It was just like I wanted to be in a boss fight constantly because that's mm-hmm. when the fights got interesting. And a lot of the regular combat was like repeated puzzles that I just knew how to co- complete that were like yeah. the same. Or it was just because I had a plethora of coins. It was like I'm just going to spend my coins on them doing the fight for me. Yet I'm going to have to go through all of these animations and it's just going to take time and that's where. Yeah. So maybe if I just played it differently and didn't do that every time I would have a lot more fun, but specifically for me that's where it fell short. But that's why it's not on my top 10. But you enjoyed it a lot more than I did, so. Yep. Chance. My number 9 is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Of okay. course. Okay. And it's, it's number 9 because it's 2 points uh, for Origami King, 2 points for for Tony Hawk. Like Tim said earlier, if when you think of a remake, this is a like if if you're a game company and you want to remake an old game, look at Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and if your game isn't like that, <laughs> scrap yeah. the whole thing. I I truly agree. <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was uh was a game I constantly used as a point of for three D All Stars of like like the yeah. wide range of different types of quote unquote remakes. Yeah, and like the they got all the soundtrack, the original soundtrack is there. Everything is there. Mm-hmm. Plus, Crazy. they added more stuff. They updated the graphics. It's just yeah, the graphics are really good. Yeah, like amazing. And all and, the new stuff is super. It's super integrated and it doesn't feel like intrusive. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's ruining the game yeah. right and now. And it, it feels just like it did when I played it on the like was it PlayStation Two or PlayStation One? See, I think I'm gonna I don't remember. I think I'm gonna disagree with that statement. For me, I think the statement personally is it feels like how I remember it feeling. Yeah. Yes. Like, like how I, re- I don't remember, remember the game being is how yeah. it feels. I don't remember. I don't. I don't have a PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. Can't so go I back can't, and play. <laughs> but well, yeah, what I remember it was. This is exactly what it was. Yeah. And it's a game that I still want to go back to and keep playing it mm-hmm. because there's so there's so many challenges there that mm-hmm. I just want to keep doing. And just. Amazing comfort food, comfort food going mm-hmm. forward. I agree. That's two points for for Tony Hawk. Um, my number eight on the top ten games of 2020 is Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I know a lot of people would have put this higher, but I have reasons for why there's games above it. Um, and I will get into those when I get to those games, obviously. But Ghost of Tsushima, man, that is a good game. I don't know if either of y'all played. Have you? Did you play? Did you even play it, Chance? No, I was, but I didn't. Um, it is superb i think obviously the most the, the the compliments i can give it are the combat is really good the the 
the arts. I'm gonna say art style, but I just don't like to say art style for those more realistic looking. I don't games. know the cinematics, aesthetic. The aesthetic of the yeah. game is really good. the The colors are always popping. Um, I think the story is a little lacking, but just everywhere else is just is just super good. And the reason I think the story is lacking because it just feels weird to to introduce these ghost mechanics and then the narrative shit on you for using them because that's kind of how it happens. I understand why they had to do that because of the story that they went for. Um, but it just it just felt a little weird. But I platinum that game, and it's it's a it's a really good game. And if if you haven't played Ghost of Tsushima, you are definitely missing out. And and that's just another another banger by Sucker Punch. Can't wait to see what they do next. If they do Ghost Two, if they get back into the Infamous game, I don't know what they're gonna do. But Ghost of Tsushima was definitely um, a better four way into a Fourier into a new IP. Um, unlike what was that was that Santa Monica that did Days Gone? Or I think so. No, that was Sony Bend. Sony no. Bend did Days yeah. Gone. Um, and that was not as good of a of an attempt at a at a new IP that, as Ghost of Tsushima was for me. Even though I think Days Gone is a decent game, I think it kind of fell short in a lot of areas for them. Whereas Ghost of Tsushima really rose the bar for a sucker punch, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Number um, well, that's that's three points for Ghost. Three points for Ghost. Um, my number eight is Cyberpunk. Um, the past like two episodes have all been like completely about Cyberpunk, so there's not too much to say. <laughs> That game could have been in my top three, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's just, yeah. It, it just, it's an experience, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the way I talk about it, it doesn't sound like it should even be top ten. Yeah. <laughs> but there are a lot of redeeming qualities. I agree. That are just, I, I guess, pretty uh, slightly above average qualities. Mm-hmm. Three points for seven points. Um, I don't know. My, I wish my, I wish it was just better. Um, <laughs> dude, I don't know what to say, man. I've said so much about cyberpunk. I'm yeah, just no. tired of talking about it. I agree. Uh, it's been a long month. I still think it's a a wait. You know, wait just wait and play it in March. Wait March. Um, definitely not a skip forever. Not a skip. But yeah, definitely wait because mm-hmm. you might you might have a top three experience with it. If you I wish. agree. So and if you're on, you know with people with the next gen or next not next gen the, like a really high end PC rig. A lot of the stuff we're saying doesn't make any sense to you because it really is like you're playing a different game. So if you have a super high-end PC rig, you'd be remiss not to play this game, and I do think it would be a top-two experience mm-hmm. for you specifically. What is your number eight chance? You're going to hate me. Oh, oh no. no. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm the not going to hate you. I'm going to hate you for putting this so uh, low. All the way at no, <laughs> number eight. Man, it really kind of blows and... my mind that... You're having so much fun with Dragon Quest XI S, <laughs> and you've put Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake at number eight. But okay, I'll I'll let you speak. I I just I don't know. <laughs> Something about this game didn't click with me, mm-hmm. and the entire time I was playing it, I wanted to be playing something else. <laughs> and, but but <laughs> I knew everyone loved it so much, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep trying. I'm gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. And just like there were there were moments, really really good moments, like. Like the the flower, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Aerith. Like that was a really great moment. But then at the same time, five minutes later, I'm squeezing through ten cracks. I agree. I can't. I, hopefully, like, hopefully with next gen, with part two, we might be able to solve this problem because the, obviously that's loading, um, and and, yeah. and, and masking loading. Yeah. But there is a lot of squeezing through cracks. In that yeah. Game. But but like even like in the village where like that village with the kids. Yeah, when you no. go to the secret oh, area. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The secret area, like, there's no reason. There's no <laughs> yeah. a crack right there. And I had to go back there so many times. Anyways, those are things that stuck with me. It's not something that ruined the game for me. 
Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, obviously, you got to know. It, I think about when I think about Final Fantasy VII remake. I think about <laughs> Aerith mm-hmm. and squeezing through cracks <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh, the ending, phrasing. which was weird. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We don't want to spoil the ending, but it is weird. I do agree. Um. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's three points for Final Fantasy VII <laughs> remake, Jordan, if you will. So my number seven is Mike's number eight, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, this actually I had at the number three spot um, until I finished the game, and that's not because <laughs> the ending was bad, um, but it's just my experience with bugs grew immensely. Yeah, I think I, I think sessions. I had this at five when I initially put it on here, mm-hmm. and then it I was like, ah. With the, during the last sequence of the game, the point of no return, when you hit the point of no return and beyond that, the amount of bugs and and checkpoint loading I had to do was insane the amount the emotional moments that were supposed to hit at the end of that game for me just didn't because of, of visual glitches and stuff mm-hmm. but again i i agree with with mike there is a ton of redeeming qualities to cyberpunk 2077 there is a beautiful game there there is a good game the story i think is good the choice even though a lot of the early choices don't really help like make that much of a difference mm-hmm. once you get later into the game they start to make a lot more difference um the, the customization is insane yeah the, the customization is where you really Get into the, the depth of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ability how you build your character. Yeah, the ability to change. Like your playstyle was completely different from mine. Mm-hmm. With with using handguns and me using blades. Mine was to sneak around and then if I got caught, to aggressively run, sprint, dash to slice people's heads off right with the blade. Um, and I hadn't sh- I didn't shoot a gun unless I I couldn't reach an enemy right and I had mm-hmm. to shoot a gun there uh, after like halfway through. But my experience was completely different from yours and that's cool. Yeah. Um and. You know, there's a lot of stuff about this game that, that falls short, but I do think there's a lot there to, to enjoy and to have fun with, and that's why me and Mike continue to say it's not a skip. Uh, it is definitely a wait till March. I don't think you should skip this game. I think it would be dumb to do so. I definitely think you should play it. But in the state that it is now, maybe wait on it. And maybe in retrospect, like let's say I had waited until the update and then played the game during the update. This might be in the top three, top five um, instead that's of at the number seven spot, but it's just hard to look past all of those things. But number seven, so that's 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 four points for for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, Jordan, if you would. My number seven, um, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Oh shit! This one I wasn't sure about putting on the list for the that same kinda, reasons as Mario. Yeah, that kind of caught me off guard. Um, but I honestly forgot I played it this year. Yeah, and it wasn't like early in the year, it was middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed this game a lot. I you know I go back and forth on whether I like this one more than the second one or mm-hmm. anything like that, but the characters are actually really good. The world that is created in Xenoblade is great. Um, the extra stuff they added in the definitive edition, um, the, the post game stuff, was cool. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as into that as the original game because this was the first time I'd played Xenoblade Chronicles. If you don't know, it was ported from the Wii U, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad this franchise has made it onto the Switch. Yeah. Because I think so many people would have missed out on a great game if it hadn't. I agree. Um, and it's just, it's a really good JRPG. Um, it's, it, I don't know if I'd recommend it. Xenoblade 2 is one of the few JRPGs I, could, yeah. like, I got really far into. Just, it's a cool world. Um, if you don't know, the, the whole world is you're on these titans. You live on these huge masses that are just actual living beings mm-hmm. as well. And so you traverse through like the shoulder of a titan or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool. Um, you know, I can praise this game all day. Uh, I don't know if I like it more than, like, Persona or something. Yeah. Like, if I, if I was to recommend, like, what JRPG to play first, 
I don't know. I think I'd probably go Persona before this, but mm -hmm. it's still a really good one. If you if you have a Switch and you want to play a JRPG or something, I'd recommend it. It's fun. Okay, okay. Number seven for you, Chance Rainer. Seven for me is Doom Eternal. Doom okay. Eternal. Um, I played this, oh man, like a month ago or so, mm -hmm. and I slept on it. But me man, too. I loved it. Me too. Like, like you said, I, it's a, um, a platformer and a collectathon, and that is right up my alley. Plus, first-person <laughs> yeah. shooter. So like it, those three are like, the perfect my, mix. What I play. Yeah. And yeah. that's just what made this game amazing. All the things and you like, love makes Michael things said, more. the flow of Doom. Mm -hmm. It you you feel that in this game just like you felt in um yeah. in 2016. I I think yeah, the the addition crazy. of the like the aerial dashes and and stuff like that oh, really yeah. really and the, make a stand above 2016. The handlebars that let you jump up higher and mm -hmm. it's I feel like it's all one motion like you never. For me, when I was playing, you never really stop and have to, like, uh, sh like you stop stop moving and then turn, look around for the enemies. For me, it just felt like I was just constantly moving, circling the arena, um, shooting barrels that I'm passing by mm -hmm. or yeah, and stuff like that. Ammo. Yeah. And the like. It's just, oh, it was yeah. a really good Doom game, and I can't wait for what they do next. Yeah. You, do, you got the DLC, the whatever, the gods or whatever. Destruction of the gods or something. Is know. that out or is it? The part one is not part two. Um, that's four points for Doom Eternal. My number six is Animal Crossing: New Horizons. I gotta include this in here. One of the shame. One <laughs> of the best games of the year. Um, if you wanna. Five yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, five points. I'm stupid. Um, <clears throat> five points for Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Um, there's a ton I could say about this game. Really, the the entire reason I think the majority of us, and I I I think I speak for everyone when I say this. Um. I think one of the entire reasons we played this game was because of you, Chance. I don't think a lot of us would have got into it had you not been so excited, right, and got us to to play it and mm -hmm. just been so fucking stoked for this game. I don't think a lot of us would have played it, and I'm so glad we ended up doing that yeah. because in March, mm -hmm. when the the pandemic was first picking up, you know, like this was like a perfect getaway from the crazy yeah, shit that was happening. this was the, hey, spring break's going to be two weeks instead mm -hmm. of one. We're like, oh, <laughs> oh boy. It turns out spring break, you know, an entire year, but it... it it was so fun to just play this game and mm -hmm. to have, you know, those early days when everything was locking down, like 11 TVs with, or just 11 <laughs> screens with Animal Crossing on it. Mm -hmm. Isaiah bringing up his little setup, setting it up. We had a TV here, a TV here, TV on the left, TV on the right, TV, TV in someone's in room, kitchen. people TV, on the yeah. couch, on their handheld, someone on the Switch light. We even got, you. I, I think Animal Crossing, it can be attributed well, well, to. Well, I'll talk about that one. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and there's just a lot of stuff that you could talk about with this game that's just amazing and but there is a lot of stuff you can criticize it for you know there's a lot of stuff that was you know especially for animal crossing diehards that it, that was missing and a lot of people complain it wasn't a complete game and i think the multiplayer is atrocious the way they do that it's got that classic nintendo touch of like where are these couple yeah. key features that would just make this game phenomenal let's just sh fuck them up yeah yeah like this game does so much perfect um but there's just specific areas where it's like what were you thinking like why do I have to wait when someone like all the loading screens when yeah. someone's coming to my island? Or like, why can I only have one island on my Switch? Yeah, why can't I have multiple islands, dude? It doesn't make any sense. But despite those things, Animal Crossing: New Horizons is an amazing game, and I played it constantly for like a good month and a half. So that is my number six. Your number six. Where are we at? Number six. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, this one is an assumed. I haven't finished it. Miles Morales. Okay. Um, I know it would end up somewhere on this list, so I put it in the middle because mm -hmm. this is. 
right now it's probably like a seven. I know it would go up. Mm-hmm. Um, this game, it, it's just so fun, man. When I every time I boot it up, I just want to swing around for like twenty minutes <laughs> and not do anything else. Yeah. And there's very few Run games on walls, that, jump through yeah. fire escapes. There's very few games that like have that kind of feeling of like, I don't need to be going from quest marker to quest marker to be having fun. Mm-hmm. I can just explore the map and be fine. And that's one of the games that does that. Of course, um, everything else in the game is great too. I love Miles' family. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I just, I've always loved his story more than Peter's. Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, maybe because we've heard it a million times, but. Maybe. But I, I don't know. The only gripes I have with this game are the combat. I've talked to you about it before. I don't know why. I'm just bad at it. <laughs> Watching you play that. Okay, well, okay, that was worse than normal. <laughs> that shouldn't count. I, I think I'm slightly below average. Um, uh, shut up, bro. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know. I can't get a feel for it to get it 100%. I mean, I finished all the challenges. I was able to mm-hmm. do everything fine. Yeah. I just never felt like I can't get into the flow state with mm-hmm. this game like I can other fighting or other games, combat systems. Yeah. Um, I thrive for a lock-on system. There's mm-hmm. no lock-on in this game. Not a problem for Tim. Problem for me. Yep. Not That's a just, our, I guess, the way we played. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, this game's phenomenal. I agree. A, a very good follow-up to um, PS4. Yep. Good, good stuff. Your number six, Chance. Where you at? That's um, that's a uh, five points for Spider-Man. Um, my number six is Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Mm-hmm. Five points uh, for Ori. We talked about it earlier, and yeah, it's just the soundtrack the art style um it should it's it's a beautiful game and one thing i would like to say about it is it's a metroidvania and and mm-hmm. my in my uh xbox year and review or whatever or history i have like zero hours in metroidvanias yeah except and, ori. So, but except ori <laughs> ori is the only metroidvania that i that i love to play mm-hmm. so i got a question for you and, yeah. Is it is it better than the original? Um, mm, I think it's yeah, it's better. I would agree. I'm asking, yeah. I'm asking you too. I would, okay. agree, I would agree. Yes, I think it's better than the original. Okay, there's just it's yeah. just the original with more and just yeah, re, it's okay. just more refined. And it's also it has that base building aspect that me oh, and Tim love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like, I love that hub world it, base building. Yeah, and. I want to say I did go back and play it on the Series X. Mm-hmm. And my God, it's a lot better. <laughs> that is a game that needs to be played only on that that console. Yeah, because it, it with old gen, there's a lot of like stuttering and and the game mm-hmm. frame rate drops when you open menus and stuff. But that, that yeah. a lot of that is fixed on next okay. gen, which is nice. Um, my number five. Actually, before I go to my number five, you played Hollow Knight, Chance? I played like five or so hours of it. Couldn't get into it. I never yeah, I couldn't. Okay. Um, my number five is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, what can I say about Assassin's Creed Valhalla? A lot, actually. The combat is amazing. The story is 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 good. I didn't finish the game. Uh, I would like to. I would like that to be known. Um, I got about. I think my clock currently is at like forty three, forty four hours in. Um, I think one of the biggest praises I can give Assassin's Creed Valhalla is I think all open world games. From here unto infinity, should look to Valhalla in terms in terms of how to design side quests, because I think the side quests, the little blue markers that you get on the map in Valhalla, are amazing. Okay, and I bro. think they're some of the best in open world. Not even just the markers, 
the way that it's only you only see what's around you, right? Mm-hmm. In Cyberpunk, you saw everything. It's on the from map. the top of the map when you go to the, the bottom to areas you haven't even been yet. Yeah, it showed you every little question mark. Overwhelming. Valhalla, it's like I only have seven dots. Yeah, so and it's I'm not nearly. I'm not as, gonna get more till I, I go out in that yeah. direction. It's like, of course, there's you know infinitely mm-hmm. more as I expand, but uh, yeah. like, and I I agree on that front, but specifically. Talking about the design, mm-hmm. the way those side quests play out is perfect. None of them are too long. None mm-hmm. of them are too short. Short. They're they're perfectly concise and just good. The stories in them are good. It doesn't feel like go kill five hogs, go yeah. do this. Like there was the one person that was like, get bring me ten viper eggs, but that didn't feel tedious. Because they were right out the door. Yeah, and it was the the conclusion to that is rewarding mm-hmm. and it's funny and and you love it and. I just I think open world games from here into infinity should look to Valhalla for how to design side quests. Um, and I know a lot of people in terms of of how much Valhalla is a uh, Assassin's Creed game. A lot of people you know are down on it for that specific area. Um, I like the more modern um, Assassin's Creeds compared to the older ones a lot more. Like mm-hmm. I think Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla are leagues above the older games. I know that's sometimes a controversial take with people. That's just my preference here. Um. But just, and I love Vikings, and again, like me and Chance talked about, the base building, it's just great. So that's why I love Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Six, six points for Assassin's Creed Valhalla for me on my number five. For my number five, um, Among Us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for the same reasons I'll talk about Animal Crossing later, it's, you know, it's a phenomenon. I love games where the whole house can get involved, and everybody's excited about it. I agree. And for being as small as it was, it was so much fun. Such a moment. I've always loved the lie to your friends games. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you what do you call those? Uh, I don't know. They're just like mafia likes, I guess. Yeah. Social, Social deduction. deduction. Thank you. Yeah. Six um, points for monks. We've we've played a lot of them. There's one on um, Jackbox called Faking It. Faking It. Um, Doesn't even you know werewolf? Some of that stuff. The thing with those ones is they usually get old. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched a, we watched a whole video on it yeah. where they talked about why among us is just better than these other ones. And I'm, I think it comes down to like tasks, just yeah. being able to do tasks. And when you're dead, being able to still do, you stuff. feel like you're always able to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all, there's multiple ways to win. So that's nice too. And then I don't, I don't know. It this is just such a fun game. I agree. I, I don't think anybody's not played it or at least not seen it. So it's not like I'm trying to recommend it to you. <laughs> it's just such a, it was just such a good experience. Million. Um, and we're still looking forward to playing it with a new map. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only nitpick is that I wish they'd hire some more people. Yeah. Because you know they're rolling in it. Oh, like, yeah. Get they some hired one guy because they were three. They hired a dude. Well, they hired a chick. Yeah, yeah but probably social media, right? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I didn't mean to make that sound, like, weird or anything. It's yeah. just, like, I, I assume that's what they needed at the time mm-hmm. with someone to manage their social media presence. Uh, but they, I wish they were rolling out the content. Yeah, I agree. Because you got stuff. the team there, it doesn't seem like it'd be that complicated. The design is probably the place yeah. where you need you to spend the most gotta time. Hire people, gotta hire people. But the map exists. Give it to me, man. I want to play. <laughs> I, I agree. Game. Me too. Me so too. six six points for Among Us. Your your number five chance. What is it? Uh, Hades. Mm, mm. And I want to preface this six by more points for I only, Hades. I only cleared it one time. Ooh. So I never. Beat it, right? Pull again. Don't you have to clear it like ten times? Or ten right? times. I cleared it five yeah. or six. I only did it once. I don't know why I didn't go back. I was having a blast with it. Probably something came and out. I think that's probably why it's at. It's only at number five. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the combat, the visuals. I love the voice acting. Acting. Oh, yeah, so phenomenal. Good. Yeah. Meg, 
always stood stand, stood stood out to me. Yeah, yeah. I talked to her because, like, her voice, I wouldn't call it a good voice, but it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's no, just I, per- I think it's perfectly done. Again, like I said, um, with the uh, with Phoenix Rising, I love Greek mythology. So seeing yeah. all like the the little tiny things that they added with the. Uh, for like from like stories from greek mythology is, mm-hmm. is great um so yeah it's a great game that Phenomenal. everyone should play mm-hmm. i i agree uh, holistically um it's fantastic um uh, my number four is demon souls remake for the ps5 um this game's great um that's that's seven points for seven points for demon souls i'm pretty sure i'm the only one who has this on my list a true gamers game <clears throat> um that's mainly because you don't have ps5s and then obviously you're not into dark souls but i don't think chances either but nope. um there's a lot i can say about demon souls i platinumed it obviously i went through beat it three times got the platinum actually I had to beat it four times because i screwed up some stuff but got the platinum that game's good and i'm glad that is technically completed the the list of i've now played all the FromSoft games i guess technically mm-hmm. sure i didn't play the original demon souls if you want to yeah, me on, who cares on those semantics but I, this is demon souls it's the i think the definitive version of the game and and i like it a lot and it, it was so fun and i think they just got away in in the later games in terms of in terms of level design i think demon souls is is has some shortcomings but also is a lot better with uh, and and dark souls one two three Sekiro, all those games there's so many checkpoints like throughout a specific level where you can get through all these like bonfires but the way Demon Souls designs it is, is they don't have that. They have one bonfire at the beginning of the level, and they just rely more on opening shortcuts from that bonfire. And those are like some of my favorite levels from like Dark Souls Two and Dark Souls Three, is those ones that's like a central bonfire and maybe an extra bonfire doesn't really matter, um, and and checkpoints that open up in unique ways, a, a, a wall that gets blasted open or something, yeah. uh, an elevator that opens up that you didn't know was there, um, stuff like that. That's how they do it. You have this bonfire and. That bonfire, you have to run all the way to the boss or get through, open up checkpoints to make it easier to get to that boss. Once you beat that boss, that's a new bonfire for the entire next area that's designed the same way. Okay. And I love that level design compared to the to the, to the the Dark Souls games as a whole. Um, and I, obviously, I think the combat's good. And even though you're not into Demon Souls or Dark Souls, you, you can acknowledge that it's a beautiful game. It was a very good-looking game. Visually, it's incredible. Um, but number four, number four for me, seven points. Go Why ahead you- and give uh, seven points over here to my number four. Uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we we touched on it. Uh, obviously, I enjoy it for a lot of the same reasons you do. Um, but I'll try and cover something that we didn't talk about. Um, Kylie, friend of the show, mm-hmm. girlfriend of the show. Relax, relax, bro. She this this was like her foray into getting into games, getting into the games, and it was it's great to be able to share this experience with her mm-hmm. and watch her play and. You know, just see her enjoy the same things yeah. I get to enjoy. It's so it was such so cool to watch that happen for y'all because mm-hmm. I'm always trying to get people who aren't into games into games, yeah. right? And I'm still trying with Adriana. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'm succeeding. You're always looking for the game. Yeah, you, you're just trying to find the one that gets them right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard for a lot of people because a lot of people aren't open minded to this type of stuff. So there's some people that just never will get into games. Yeah, and I was kind of worried that Kylie would never. Not not worried. I don't want to say worried, but just experiencing things that you enjoy. As you a collective, want you want other people to enjoy. enjoy. It like we can all enjoy film. Like we mm-hmm. all watch movies and we love them, um, but we don't all love video games. And to see Kylie's like transition from just not really playing anything except 
some mm. shitty mobile game or some Facebook game into like Diving buying an Animal Crossing Switch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it was so cool to mm-hmm. see. And so, it, I mean, that's that's been phenomenal for me. Of course, I love the game too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back, I posted my Nintendo statistics March 20th, mm-hmm. the big day for me, uh, as I'm sure many people's was. Uh, it was just a, a great time. I haven't gone so back fun. and played it. So I don't think I ever could. But it it was just such a good experience at the time mm-hmm. that I, I have nearly only good things to say. The only bad thing, which is why Kylie ended up with their own Switch in the first place. <laughs> yep. We couldn't share an island, man. Yeah, couldn't that, have that, separate it's islands. It's too much, man. I want to yeah. do this. She wants to do that. Like, mm-hmm. all right, just go get you a Switch. Yeah, go get you a Switch. But now she has two of them. Yep. She has more Switches than we do. Hey, I have a hot date in 25 minutes. I know. So. I know you have a heart out. Do you have to leave at 8 or do you have to leave before? I could I could probably schmoove a little at 8. You have to leave at 8? Okay. Probably a little room for schmoovement there. Okay. So, we'll, yeah, I got a timer. I see it. Right, um, so, sure. we'll keep going as normal. If we have to, we'll have you do like two or three in a row and okay. a dip and we'll finish okay. if we have to. Um, so, you're number four, Chance. What, what is it? This is Platformer of the Year, mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot 4. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. If what a good you pick. only play one platformer a year, <laughs> like I want you to play Crash 4. Okay. Because it is, it's not done poorly. It's Activision, mm-hmm. so it's not done half-assed or yeah. anything like that. It's got, the worlds are there. Hell, I thought the game was over like twice, and then it was like, nope, you've still got a Some couple more, more worlds to go. Not in a negative way. And Oh, yeah, not in a negative way. But it just everything that Crash One through Three was when I was a kid, or what I remember it being when I was a kid, did that's what yeah the Tony Crash Hux, Four Tony is. Pro Skater type of thing. Right? Yeah, I do and recall. It's not a remake, I, guess. I do recall getting plenty of Snapchats. Yeah, of the of <laughs> the Crash trilogy being, you know, a, a great game for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, yeah. It it seems cool. I have it. I have it on my Xbox. I still haven't got to it, but it's it's sitting there. Really, you have it? Yeah, cause you cause you bought it, so I have it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it. Yeah, I, I, there's just not as there's just not enough I can say about it. Like playing it, it felt like Crash, like Crash Warped or Crash. Uh, any other Crash is not the first three. They don't really feel like Crash. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are Crash, but yeah, it's just it's a back to form, and I can't wait for Crash Five because I know they're gonna knock it out of the park even more. The the visuals on it, the way you can replay levels and get new stuff. Yeah, just replaying the levels in a different way, amazing. Also, has one of the biggest. Wow, I can't believe they did that at the end of the at the end of the game really? that I never expected to, to come it. to come. You it's love to see it. Amazing. Hmm. Yep. So much. So many people have praised Crash Four. It's about mm-hmm. time uh, throughout the year. So that's one of those ones that I've been wanting to get to, but I just haven't got to it yet. Because that's usually not my type of game. But a lot of people who that game is not their type of game have been enjoying it. So mm-hmm. on to my number three, um, Spider-Man Miles Morales. That's that's eight points for Spider-Man. Well, eight more points, I guess. Um, I finished that a few days ago, two mm-hmm. or three days ago. And I'm on the complete opposite side of the spectrum when it comes to the combat. I think that combat is superb. Um, I think it's great. I just See, and I, and I never I, said it was bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, said and, I'm bad. And I think it's better than Spider-Man PS4, simply with the addition of the Venom powers and, and the camouflage powers. 
because it's just Spider-Man PS4 with this other stuff that's cool. And and the combat is changed so much in my opinion with the Venom powers because you can do like there's four different Venom power things that you get that you can do once you get like halfway mm -hmm. through the game. Um, and being able to alternate between those or picking which one to do is just great. I never had a problem with the lock-on because if I, ne if I didn't see an enemy in front of me, I would just hit L1 and square, which is the Venom Punch, and I would Venom Punch towards the nearest enemy, so I ne and the camera would flip. Or I would hit the triangle button, and I would, you know, web dash towards the nearest enemy. So I never I really had a problem with the, with the lock-on, but it just felt so good to dodge bullets, slide under people's legs, just the classic stuff, launch people in the air, slam them back down. And it's the same thing that I love Spider-Man PS4 for, which was just the amount of different things you can do and being able to chain them together in different ways. You know, you can you can punch someone up in the air and you can do a combo in the air or you can yank them back down to the ground or you can do a swing kick on them in the air and then pull mm -hmm. them back towards you or you can be in the air and pull someone up towards you or you can jump onto a wall and jump off or you can web someone to a wall. You just have so many options that you can do and to alternate between those makes you feel like Spider-Man. And obviously, um, you know, you know or, and also is what I'm going to say, um, I think the traversal is is better with the Venom powers because you can use them in the air as well. You can Venom jump and Venom dash in the air while traversing the city, and I think that makes the traversal even better. And, and I think they have they did better with the animations and the tricks in this one. They yeah. just feel like from a trick to a swing, just the animation is like fluid, and it feels perfect. I will say, they did a good job of making you feel like you were swinging with a different person. Mm -hmm. You felt like you were swinging with Miles instead Who, of Peter. Yeah, not as... Not as uh, uh, talented or, or skillful, or smooth mm -hmm. with it, um, and it and it was really good. Um, and I think the story, would, obviously, you haven't finished, but I, I have. I think the story is quite good, mm -hmm. and it's a story of, of of you know like inclusion and 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 of the like and and love and all that. And and I love that, like having the the deaf girl that he talks to in the game is super cool, and I love that 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 they include that. Um, the dis, you know the discussion on and on race, and obviously because he's um half I don't know is it Filipino? No, I don't know Puerto what. Rican. Puerto Rican, yeah, he's, he's half Puerto Rican, half African American. Um, obviously, he has the two different heritages, and those clash, and they and they they speak on that in the game. And you know, I just I just love that type of stuff. And and this game really really hit home for me in a in a ton of ways. And that and that was one of them. And I and I do think the story is really good. I was crying, which is good. If I'm crying, it's good. Well, not yet. Not yeah, necessarily. I'm, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But yeah, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Go ahead and give that eight points. Well, eight more points, and uh, yeah, there you go. That's While you're up three. there, give eight more points to Final Fantasy VII for my third pick. Final Fantasy VII Remake. This is one of those games I enjoyed a lot more. Or it, it moved up my list throughout the year. As you instead back of on it. yeah, mm -hmm. instead of most games, which usually move down. Um, I just I I think I had a really good experience playing this. The qualms I do have with this game, hopefully get fixed in the next one because yeah my biggest problems were with the ending do and the story i just i just don't know um so i'm excited to at least see what they're going to try and do mm -hmm. uh the same problems chance have i agree um they don't hurt me as much mm -hmm. at, at least for my score on the game uh it was just a really good experience i enjoyed that world a lot i just good things to say but we'll talk about it more when when we get to it yep yep it's uh, it's all it's on my list. Chance, what about your number three? Number three for you, Chance. Uh, my number three is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm, lower mm. than I thought, actually. And, really? Mm -hmm. hmm. And uh, I, it's an assassin, it's an Assassin's Creed game, but it's well, it's a new Assassin's Creed game, mm -hmm. but it's not like Odyssey. Yeah. Which is why I think it was so low because I really enjoyed Odyssey. Or not so low, but lower than it could have been. Mm -hmm. I really
really loved Odyssey, and it it didn't hit like Odyssey did, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. But I also left. think, as an Assassin's Creed fan, I think it has one of the best endings I for that story. <laughs> Let yeah. me rise up for my that list story. I think it has one of the best. The the Assass- sibling story. Huh? The like sibling part of the story, or is it? No, oh, like the don't the replications it has for them for the overall story of okay Assassin's okay I, I was just wondering if you meant like the overworld stuff or like mm-hmm. yeah. actually like ivor's story mm-hmm. and yeah i I love it it's more assassin's creed i'm never i don't think i'm ever gonna not love assassin's creed unless yeah. it's assassin's creed 3 and <laughs> that's so, yeah. on that one. Okay, well that's that's a that's a good that's a good solid number three onto my number two go ahead and give nine points to the last of us part two um there is it ton i could say about this uh game if you want to hear like super super in-depth spoilery talk you can go into our audio feed and find a spoiler cast that we did with chance and uh, trey um where we talked in depth about that game and to i just th- th- there's a lot i could say about mm-hmm. uh last was part yeah. two um i think uh narratively and i get this could be controversial in the wide gaming sphere for a lot of people a lot of people should, you know it's like a 50 50 type of thing you either loved it or you hated it a lot apparently um i think the amount of hate that neil Druckmann gets in his replies and his mentions on twitter is uh, uncalled for we shouldn't be so negative online i think you and i think it's muddied the water with people thinking that Neil Druckmann is not accepting any criticism of said game yeah. because he specifically a lot of times talks shit on these people who, you know, just read the leaks and are sending him death threats and yada, yada, yada. Cause you can have genuine criticisms about this game. And I think that's fine. Um, but the way that a lot of people are doing it online is, is, is quite uncalled for. But for me, I think this game uh, narratively does things that I haven't seen before. And I think does exactly what the last of us one uh, did, which is, I think pushes forward what, games can do when it comes to narrative and story uh th- what they do in this game i don't want to spoil it obviously um is was is just crazy and when it happened i was like i can't believe it like you said with crash bandicoot like i cannot believe that they're doing this um and they dedicated themselves to it and and by the time you got to the end that really hit for me specifically uh, and i loved it uh and i cried a lot and this was a very dark game obviously and unlike Pretty much any other game that I played had a lasting effect on me uh, for two weeks was really kind of just out of it. Uh, very, you know, a lot of a lot of. I don't know what the right term is, just reflecting on just general life after like the darkness you experience with this <laughs> game, I guess. I don't want to sound super aggressive with it, like to try to scare you away from playing it if you haven't and are thinking about it. It is a good, good game. Um, and I think it. Yeah, Refines a lot of issues on 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 that the first one had, in my opinion. I'm gonna hop in here because uh, Last of Us Two is also my number two mm-hmm. uh, game, you and can, yeah, like you, I mean, everything you said is exactly how I feel. I, the narrative, the the characters, the facial animations is one thing oh, I want to. That animation, man. It's just it's <clears throat> a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. Through and, office. it's not a perfect game. I know I have uh problems with it here and there it's you know but yeah there's no reason it should have got mm-hmm. all that hate that it did yeah. i think it's one of the best games it it's the number two game for me of the year so yeah, yeah. And, I, and i think it's one of the best games just just ever made yeah. and uh this period and also i think the voice acting is a good thing to to harbor about i will also say just a recommendation oh, yeah. here for anyone who wants to consume additional content that's not our own 
you can go over to the kind of funny uh, YouTube channel or wherever you want to listen to them, I guess. And they have a spoiler cast with Neil Druckmann um, and Ashley Johnson and uh, Troy Baker um, where they talk about this game. And that is a very emotional spoiler cast. And anyone who's played the game that would like more content on it should go watch that if you haven't because it's quite good um, and quite uh, emotional. Um, but yeah, this oh, this game's just so good. And there's like a ton I could say about it. And I've come close to playing it again so many times. Um, I've actually got halfway through the opening cutscene a couple times, but then had to shut it off just because it's just so aggressively emotional. And there was also other people that I, I assumed didn't want to watch me ball. So, but yeah, that's why it's my number two. And Chance is number two. You're my number, number two. two is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm. Um, on everybody else's list as well. Number nine points for Valhalla. Nine more. I enjoyed this game a lot. And I haven't finished it, but I'm going to go back to it pretty soon. I'm excited to go back to it. The... This is the, my first playthrough of the new Assassin's Creed style of game, mm-hmm. and I think it's very good. It feels like um, when they were making like three and four, they wanted to make this type of game, mm-hmm. but they just knew they couldn't. Couldn't. And now that they're actually like just making the type of game I think they want to make, mm-hmm. it's just better for them, and they make better games. The base building in this one is great. Oh, God, rating is phenomenal. Oh, I love rating. Um, all, of course, all the mysteries are great. And have each mystery has personality to mm. it in some way. Mystery being the side quest. Yeah, and there's just so much fun stuff. Upgrading your armor is great, um, and, and the combat is really good too. And it, you know, you're not necessarily encouraged to use different weapons, mm-hmm. but you have the options. I think it's too easy to get stuck playing with the same weapons. Just simply be how do yeah. they? I use the double axes it. for the yeah. whole way. I use an axe and a shield, and I I've had a extremely fun time playing that one. Um, and, and pretty much all good things to say about it. You know, I can't complain about bugs after playing Cyberpunk. Like, <laughs> there are just, some visual ones in Valhalla. Yeah, there's a couple things here and floating there. Floating on air. Uh, your teammate's not helping you open mm-hmm. boxes and stuff like that. But, uh, not but otherwise, not nearly as bad. So I, I enjoy this game a lot. And that's, uh, that's my number two. Okay. Um, since Chance already did his number two, I will go with my number one here. Okay. Ten points for you, Final Fantasy VII. You have VII. a cookie here to oh, remake with. Yeah. Kylie Arter. A little bit ASMR for you. A little bit ASMR. Hopefully, Ky- I didn't smudge the art. You might have. Nope. It, uh, a little bit. A little bit. Kylie Art. There's also ma- a cloud made us in the kitchen. These cookies. I don't know how good you can see it in the camera. I'll get as close as possible. But she made us these cookies based off of our. Get you a bite. ASMR. <laughs> what? I'm showing the cookie. I'm showing the cookie. Okay. Um. Yeah. Before I give him the ear. Sorry. I was saying ASMR channel, uh, channel, pretty good cookie. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy VII remake obviously is my number one game of the year. Anyone who's listened to any episode of the show, I've probably mentioned how Final Fantasy VII remake is my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. At, <coughs> after playing it this year, so it would be dumb if it wasn't <laughs> number one. <coughs> I'm choking on the cookie. The cookie wasn't that bad, bro. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, oh jeez, <clears throat> I'm out of sip too. Oh lord. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I, I played it, and I'm tearing up right now because I'm coughing on a cookie, but I pretty much was in a constant state of tearing up throughout the entirety of this game. A lot of that could be contributed to like what was happening in my life around that time. Well, not really my life. My life was fine, but like the, the pandemic and stuff and the stressfulness yeah. of it. So <clears throat> that's what uh, Trey brings up a lot when we have this discussion, but I pretty much cried through the entirety of it. Just every single moment, even that wasn't emotional. Um there's a collapsed expressway song that plays when you meet Aerith and you're walking about to do this stupid ass hand puzzle that is the worst part of the game. 
Then I had to do it a bunch of times because I went for the plat. <clears throat> but on the lead up to that, there's like just a specific song that plays that's not very long. And every time I hear it, I just cry because it's just so good. And I did in the game too. And it's just mm-hmm. the song. I don't know. But those characters, I love them. I miss them. Uh, you know, just playing that game with them was just great. I can't wait for part two. I miss those guys. You know, just the entire cast of characters was amazing and, and, and great. Barrett, Aerith. Tifa, even even the side characters, you you know, we're we're good. Mm. Can't you, there's so many jokes in there that were good. The 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 cross dressing scene, uh, some mm-hmm. of those jokes were good. That sequence was great. Just that game is just a ball of just greatness uh, to me. And I think the combat is good, and it's mainly the narrative and the characters that that carried me through it. And I'm I don't want to say carried me through it because I love the rest of the game, um, but just oh, man, there's so much about that game and. That I that I could say, um, but I I could spend an hour talking about this, so, so I'm not going to. But this yes. this game could move up for me as well. It, like depending on how the series plays out, mm-hmm. this could be like one of my favorite. That, that's one know. of the things that I, I I think I disagree with you on is is the ending did do a lot for me. Um, and I know there's a lot of people that it didn't do a lot for. And I'm not going to spoil it because this isn't a spoil type of thing. But mm. you are in the boat with a lot of people that didn't like it. And I thought maybe it'd be 50-50 between people who played the original and people who didn't, but it doesn't seem to be that way. It seems to be 50-50 with a mix of people who played the original, people who didn't, it doesn't matter. Um, And I didn't play the original, and I love that ending. And Sal did play the original, and he also loved that ending. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, I don't know, I want to play, I'm going to go back and play it again on the PS5. But yeah, super good, super good game. Number one for me. Okay. I get a PS5, I want to replay it. Yeah. See if I like it more. I'm revealing mine via cookie. My number one pick <laughs> for ten points. Oh, I smudged it a little. Oh, you you smudged. No, it but a it's lot. okay. It's actually like smudged on the on the on the font on the font. You see? You oh can, yeah, you can't oh, really. Yeah. The lighting oh, really yeah, does it dirty. You can totally tell what that says. <laughs> Hades, baby. Let me get let me get a bite. Let me start choking. Make sure you got water left, cause I didn't, and that was a mm. rough. Oh, that's a good cookie. Mhm. Mhm. No ASMR. <laughs> Let me swallow before um I keep talking. This game, I I don't use this word often, but perfect game. Pretty close. This is a ten out of ten for me. I agree. In so many ways, I can't find something to not like about this game. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack. I know you guys love base building. This game has base building mechanics mm-hmm. in it. It does. You know you're you're constantly improving your character and. Um, the world around you. Did you beat it ten times? No, I beat it six times. I think this game, the the part that like one of the high high points on it for mm-hmm. me, is the fact that every single run you do, you feel like shit happens. There's people to talk to yeah. to progress stories. There's stuff that you're upgrading. It doesn't ever feel like like in Binding of Isaac and games like that. You just die and you're like, well, nothing happened. Even in yeah. Dead Cells, a lot it was like, well, nothing. I didn't really get enough. Even to upgrade if you anything. have a garbage run, you'll you'll come in, you'll talk to him. There'll be people to talk to. And he's like, man. Usually you make it further or something yeah. like that. And the reactive nature of the dialogue and stuff mm-hmm. just really shines. It's so good. All the characters are so good. I wish one of y'all had beaten it mm-hmm. um, completely. Isaiah did. Because the, the world changes a lot. The, the home base changes a lot when you finally beat it. When you beat like the 10th yeah. time. And the interactions you have with your father after you have like beaten win-win. it 10 times. Mm-hmm. The, the dialogue is so good. Um, it's just phenomenal. And then the combat system is great. The boon system is phenomenal. Superb. That boon system. The is soundtrack amazing. is great. Every uh, run feeling so unique. Super giant nailed it out of the park, mm-hmm. man. This this game, I don't know if there will be a game to dethrone it because well, 
you know, I kind of have two lists in my head. There's like a nostalgic top 10 list mm-hmm. and like a true top 10 list of like, yeah. these are the best games. This might even be on the top 10 of that list. Yeah. This game is just so good in my opinion. So well made um, that I just don't see how you beat that. I'm sure Super yeah. Giant will find a way. Hopefully. But, man, have I you want played DLC. Any other, other games? Yeah. yeah. I played Bastion. Oh, yeah, I played Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre. I, I do want to go um, play Transistor. I love Transistor. Just because of how much I love this God, game. I um, I can't say enough good things about Hades, man. That game is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend it to anybody to go play it. Okay, okay. All right, Chance, we have Let's, a cookie for you We here. have a cookie. You can't eat this cookie because you're far away, but... Which one of y'all is going to eat it for you me? Wanna, you want a Lady in the Tramp this cookie? No, absolutely oh, not. Oh, come on, bro. I can't take another <laughs> bite of a cookie, dog. Oh, oh boy. Chance. That's a nice looking cookie, though. Chance, would you like to announce your uh, your game of the year? Animal Crossing New Horizons. That's the most noticeable. Like, wow. You can, you can s- actually see it. Yeah, can you, you see it, Chance? Yeah, I can. <laughs> it looks yeah, really good. good cookie. Yeah. It is. All right, I'm taking it. a I'm taking a bite. Take a bite, barman's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have to talk though. I don't. I don't have any sip, dude. I'm gonna choke. I don't either. Go in. Go ahead, Chance. You can talk. <laughs> Animal Crossing. It's not a perfect game whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. It two. has its problems. But Paula. it's a game. It's when you th- when I think in the future when I think about 2020 video games. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Animal Crossing, yeah, because yeah. it it stretched out not only video games, it went everywhere. Joe Absolutely. Biden had had an island. Mm-hmm. My my sister put five hundred plus hours into this game, and she doesn't play video games. <laughs> yeah, my mom got a Switch this Christmas with Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's <laughs> that's how this game has just spread its arms across every. Mm-hmm nerd culture thing yeah every, every medium. sports like memes it mm-hmm. it just Dude, Kylie, kylie's favorite hoodie right now is an animal crossing hoodie and mm-hmm. like yeah, if you had like, told me that a year ago i'd, I'd say you're insane <laughs> yeah she got a bunch of animal crossing stuff for christmas hair ties clothes mm-hmm. all the jazz like it it just it has transcended video games mm-hmm. and yeah when i so when i think of the game of the year like yeah the last of us 2 might be a better like video game right but i when i think the game of this year it has to be animal crossing i think that's fair yeah it is a great fantastic game it's just and i hated animal crossing (laughs) i hated animal crossing going into this one and i was like dude i'm picking it up because you you know you want me to everyone else has bought it already so fuck it i'm gonna buy it and then you know 80 hours later i'm like damn (laughs) Yeah, that was a you, you got us all into that, and I mm-hmm. appreciate that because like I, you know, maybe I would have gotten this game normally, but if I didn't have everybody to play it with, it wouldn't have been yeah nearly as big of an experience. But it was just such a, a phenomenal time to be able to play that with everyone. I share that. I agree. And it and the thing is, I always forget you were in Texas mm-hmm. when yeah. it came out, and it didn't feel like that. No, didn't. <laughs> Still hopping on our islands with the little, the little doctor mask, bro, mm-hmm. handing everyone doctor yep. masks. <laughs> it, f- it felt like we were all together mm-hmm. um, when that mm-hmm. game came out. Yeah, and it was it was really cool. Yeah, and it, I mean, it was. The, I think it it was a perfect pandemic game. Like, one hundred percent. I think the pandemic helped it a ton. Yeah, for sure. It it sold switches like nothing oh. else. It sold so many copies. I I think we have a a solid list here. You know, I feel like um, chances pick cap. You know. 
captures the cultural mm-hmm. game of the year. Mm-hmm. I think yours captures the, the cry fest game of the year. Maybe Last of Us is up there too, <laughs> and then mine captures the pure ten out of ten perfect game of the year. Yeah, My, Final oh, Fantasy yeah. was more uh, the joyful cry. Yeah, uh, Last of Us Two was more of a crying, <laughs> crying pain. Yeah. So bring us up the doc that you've been keeping track, Jordan. Here, um, do, you, do you have a definitive list ready? So we had the point values and stuff, like we the get, top ten. That's fine. Just the top ten. That's all we need. We just need to see what has the most points. I need to put on my old man glasses here. The top ten that we have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Valhalla? Assassin's Creed Valhalla. By one point. Wow. So Valhalla is the, the synced up <laughs> podcast game of the year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Yes. Okay, second place is Animal Crossing. That's that's dope. Okay. And Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Seven is number three. I'm, it's Just a by shame. one point. Damn. It's a shame y'all didn't put Hades higher on y'all's list. I know. Shame I didn't put Final Fantasy Seven up there either. <laughs> Hades that and would've... Last of Us are tied at eighteen. Okay. And so that's top mm-hmm. five. Okay, that's a good list. That's a solid list. We'll have to we'll have to publish this and. Mm-hmm. Organize it and, and put it on Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A synced up definitive, so we, uh, can, so we can send it out. List of the year. Wow, what there a year! What, what a year, a, lads! What a long episode. Yeah, really long episode. Two Whoever hours. stuck around, Jeez. put Babushka in the comments. Yeah, if you stuck around, Babushka us in the comments. Um, I imagine there's some people that made it to the end. I could name a few, probably. You know, the hey, Spencer's here, man. Hey, Spencer, Spence. Fielding, Lyle, the guys. You know, mm-hmm. we love you guys. Lucas, maybe. Chance, chance, chance here to thanks the for making it to the end, man. Yeah, um, I still expect that play. Yep, <laughs> I'll I'll put it on. That's a that was a that was a good episode. It well, was. there you go, there you have it. Our our top ten lists, uh, a lot of variety, a lot of same stuff in there too. Of course, um, I think based on our top ten lists and just based on the year, I think we can definitively say it was a really good year for games, man. In, in a year that we thought it wasn't going to be a good year for any sort of medium, video games shined, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. A much better year looking back on it than I thought mm-hmm. before I made my list. So many good releases, and I think 2021 is also shaping up to be a fantastic year uh, for games. I hope. I hope as well. Me too. Um, but that's it for the Synced Up podcast. That's all we got for you. That's all the news. That's all the top tens that we got. I'm trying to get get to playing some games after this. You got to go pick up Kylie. I do. Um, I'm going to eat this cookie. going to eat that cookie. I'm also going to eat I'm this go cookie. i some chicken. Honestly, about time. Yeah, go get you some chicken. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for this episode. Thank you for sticking around if you mm-hmm. did. Um, thank you, Chance, for joining us. Thank you, Chance, for joining us. Thank you, Mike, for being here. Thank you for Jordan for doing the ones and twos, keeping track thank of all the stuff. Thank you, Kylie, for the cookies. Thank you, Kylie, for the cookies. Thank you, everyone who watches and listens Happy to the me. show. We've uh, got up to about, I think, I think our last episode reached like... 90 like how many downloads like that first day was our just biggest the downloads the last week was like our biggest day on the on the audio mm-hmm. feed we um and we, the youtube think, video was I popping think a week too we're getting about 120 yeah 30 monthly listeners yep. and that's big and it's been going up every time and um i i can't express enough how much that means to me personally um having you know 150 people right is not a lot in the grand scheme of things but to me it is a whole lot and yeah. every single person that downloads the show every week and listens to it means a lot to me and and every single person that writes in an email you know fielding lyle taylor spencer all of you guys 
the like I have so much appreciation for for that stuff, and it still lights up my day when I see an email come into that inbox and you know being giving fielding the the win on on mm-hmm. the on the giveaway and then having him split it with Spencer was cool and and it feels like we're like we're actually starting like a kind of a community here yeah um, almost like uh, that people are interacting with each other fielding and, and Spencer and um and it, on on in no means is it on the level of other things like you know like kind of funny and stuff right like we we don't touch those numbers not even close and we're not making money I still have a day job obviously and I'm in the negative by a wide margin in terms of financials when it comes to this thing. But you guys make it all worth it. Um, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So thank you. Thank you for that. And it's been a good year. We it haven't has. been a year of the podcast. This is the last episode of the actual year. It hasn't been a full year. It'll be the end of February. February. It's been a full year. Yeah. We have some stuff in January. Maybe there's a special guest I might have lined up in January that you guys know that That'd might come cool. up on the show um, to talk about. Uh, we're going to redo our top five games of all time. Because when we originally did it, it was with shitty mics in a shitty room and mm-hmm. with shitty quality. And I've and played th- a lot of games since then. And there's a lot of new people listening to the show. Um, so thank you for that. Again, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Like, comment, subscribe. Rate the show on iTunes if, if you can, on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us a lot. Do all the stuff. I know people have been doing that. And it just I just appreciate it. Just share it with your friends. Word of mouth is really how we're growing. And we are still growing. Uh, after the after the promotion, we have still been growing. You know, I was like, oh, we got 80 people every week. Oh, we got 90 people every week. Oh, we got 100 mm-hmm. and 120. Oh, now, whoa, wait, last episode was like 140, you know? Like, it, it's, it's really a lot, so. We appreciate um, it. We appreciate that. And, and thank you, Chance, for running the, for running the, the socials. Um, I'm really bad at that, so you doing that really <laughs> comes in clutch, frankly. Um, but, yeah, that's it for this episode. Sorry to get so gushy at the end, but. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. We will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye.